Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And I'm GM Neil. And we have a podcast called Legends of Tabletop. We release APs every Monday, including systems like D&D, Fear Itself, Rogue Trader, and Call of Cthulhu. There's even some old Nerdbound episodes thrown in for good measure. We also do weekly interviews with other podcasters, gamers, game designers, authors, and more. Check us out at legendsoftabletop.com. Where we're creating legends, one die at a time. Um. Hey, this is Ross Bateman with Roleplay Bubble Radio. This is uh, an RPBR episode. I'm not, I'm not sure what the number's going to be because uh, we're recording this well in advance. We also have a post-Gen Con 2016 episode coming up. Uh, but this is our post-mortem uh, special for Delta Green, God's Teeth. Ross, this, really? this is episode number whatever number it may yeah, be. Insert number or episode 20XX? Uh, no, it's God the last it. episode we recorded is like 131, so it, that's not how numbers work. Oh, you just dated this episode. Uh, yeah, we this is being posted. We're recording this today. I'm posting episode seven on thing. So oh, this might be the last episode of a free United States of America. No, that's Whoa. not how that works. In November, uh, it's well in advance. <laughs> you guys are just making. Anyways, we should talk about the campaign. It was a great campaign. We all had a lot of fun playing it. Oh yeah, uh, there's some great role playing in it. Very horrific. <laughs> Uh, so thanks to Caleb for you know saying it up. Thanks for uh, thanks for just crushing our belief in the goodness of people. Yeah, thank for, you for my broken body for killing and maiming and driving mad many an agent. Uh, so I think we should first off with Caleb sort of explaining the background behind the the backstory of God's Teeth. How it came, it came to, to him in a dream. Uh, well. Ah. I hope not. It, well, yeah, because it started dream. with, uh, I believe that the sort of inspiration was one of the stories you were reading from The Weird, uh, at least. Well. Which is an anthology. As a campaign, it really started when uh, we were asked to pitch Delta Green scenarios. Yeah. Uh, and the God's Teeth campaign is every one shot I pitched. Uh, but there was no campaign structure around it. Uh, but we then we were playtesting the new Delta Green um, we did the playtest with the 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 companions that one time. Yeah, which uh, I still have. These are one shots that have been uh, well, a three cart game. That the companions, the like the pregens. No, the oh, companions no, no. are an, a Caleb Stokes original Ooh, character. It's a monster. It's a monster. Um, <clears throat> oh, the two. Yeah, yeah. The Wives yeah. of March. Uh, yeah, yeah. For listeners out there. But we did a we did a I don't know three shot that. with that, and then the newer version of the rules came out, and they were even tighter. And we wanted to play more, um, so I was also thinking about you know repitching some of these because the pitch you know got lost in the shuffle as they were doing additions. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of came to me to just try and tie them together into a campaign structure, very similar to like No Evil and that like you know apocalypses of a feather flock together, and <laughs> that uh, oh apocalypses. Not everything has to be like related conspiratorially into a single thing as long as there's a through line, and then uh, that's where the guy's <clears throat> teeth like structure came from. Hell of a framing device. Yeah. yeah. So the original idea was just, uh, the the original scenario was just, before we got to the campaign, was based on the Scopsy and how awful that was in Glancy's book. And I talked to Glancy about it, and uh, I'm like, because I read a lot of Andrew Vox, that's no uh, news to the podcast, and Andrew Vox's entire fictional you know universe is based off the fact of murdering the people he's not allowed to kill in his daily job. Just I see. fantasizing about killing people that need to die. Uh, and I sympathize with that from my own work. 
Um, and the Scott scene was basically that. So I, I guess that was the impulse of the initial scenario. But Glancy's the one who came up with the idea. Is like, well, have him do it. And then get away with it and then bring it up later. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, that's a really good idea. And then I was thinking about stuff in the New Delta Green Line and something to sort of uh, transition from like the old the old school Delta Green to the more legitimized like, yeah. in-house. Uh, the first the edition to this current edition. Yes. Um, because, yeah, for those who aren't super hardcore Delta Green nerds, I don't know why how you found this podcast, but... <laughs> uh, welcome. Are, yeah, well, welcome. Um, the first version of Delta okay, Green was a setting... Like, for Call of Cthulhu, it was set in the okay. 90s, and the new Delta Green is a standalone game set in the here and now, so, like, there's a... Mm-hmm. And the, the gap, like, the scenes are totally and, different. And, yeah, and the... So, yeah, how, do you go from updated, the, so. The, how do you go from the X-Files and UFO conspiracy to, theories uh, and Majestic 12 to... Post-9-11. Well, to the war on terror mm-hmm. and yeah. the here and now, so... You yeah. use the campaign to... Yeah. How would that look? Uh, so, yeah, the Shredney Vastar thing came in because uh, I really like that short story. Um, Shredney Vastar, which is linked in the show notes of episode one. Yes. Uh, and it, but the the god of Shredney Vastar is very primal and very uh, totemic and animalistic, which is not very Cthulhu mythosy because they're all, you know, alien space gods <laughs> from outside time. And you can worship atavism. Uh, you can't worship, you know, fungus that lives on Pluto. Uh, I, that's a, as easy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, just you watch like, me. Like, Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, obviously, you don't know my ability to believe in weirdness, sir. Yeah. So, but it still it still seems sort of like out of character for yeah. the mythos, and especially like Delta Green's thing. Um, so that's when I got the language idea, uh, and the language idea came in during the pre-language a, idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Came in during a. Uh, professional development thing that I was doing for my job that was about uh, child abuse in which they brought both case cases where they brought up both cases in which children were raised without language so they could never report to the police mm-hmm. uh, and then they also brought up the case where uh, animals were tortured in the children's stead to keep the children quiet and I'm like that's as fucked up a thing as I've ever heard in my whole life uh, so, but then the language thing got me the idea I was like okay so what if the atavism and the primalness and the thinking in images is just the way the human brain translates communication from this thing mm-hmm. it's, it's the only thing it can do and when you start attaching sign and signifier on that you photocopied the photocopy it's getting too Grainy for you right. to like the actually. Game telephone, the yeah, you're wants. getting too. It's getting too grainy for the communication to happen. And then uh, with atavism and uh, totemic stuff, I started looking that up and like, well, you don't worship the panther, you worship the panther, so you become the panther. And the what the panther does is what you did, and you gain. It's and so like that sort of totemic thing. So that's where the idea that like Shredni Vastar is actually uh, you're fated. You're going to be its organ on earth Mm -hmm. uh it's going to live through you doing what it needs to do and i just made that it kills other mythos shit so that we could get to all of the other scenarios which had separate yeah uh so like there wasn't like a single campaign idea in this one they all had like separate origins and like inspirations that it went into them but like after you know, I pitched them, and then I didn't do anything for them for a year and a half. And as they were sitting there, like more, I got more and more stuff. And then I eventually found the 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 teeth of God, which is what it was originally called, Ross, 
Misnated. Well, you're welcome for the improvement. Uh, Thanks. Uh, Ross, ever humble. uh, And uh, then it eventually became uh, something we could string together with a campaign. Yeah. It's interesting, yeah, uh, how a lot of times you come up with an idea and then it kind of germinates for a while, like fungus from the moon, you know, from deep space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In your brain, and then it turns into something beautiful or that, you know, takes over. Or, or this. Yeah. Or this. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. I really like it. Uh, and we, one thing I do want to talk about is the, like, this how you sort of approach the, the cursed monster hunter, like, trope or archetype or, like, <laughs> It's kind of like an anti-Molninja, anti-like Delta Green power gamer thing. Because on the surface, it's like, oh, wow, I, I can know where the mythos is and just hunt it down. And I have to. And, you know, I'm like a Frank Miller character. <laughs> but on the other hand, if you actually examine it, like, oh, God, I'm just a victim. And this is horrific. It's a fate worse than death. Uh, you know, uh, so it's a very, so I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, the first time I talked to Shane about that, yeah. I'm like, all right, so it sort of gives him the power to sense out mythos energy. Yeah. And so that they can kill it and like consume it. He's like, "Oh, that's awful! What are you gonna do that a helicarrier jet next time? They're not fucking superpowers." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down! It's anything that's ever been touched by it. So like, objects are animals, are innocent victims, uh, and shredded Vastar don't care. Are just bat- eat it. Are bass? Yeah, just yeah. just eat it. Like, and it's be, like and it's all right, and all right. Be, that sounds standard. You're ready to get awful. I'm like, all right, okay, yeah. cool. And yeah. you're gonna and also it's gonna be shit in your head. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, there's a nice juicy mythos thing. Why aren't you killing it? Yeah. 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 Or there's a nice juicy victim of the mythos. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go kill that yeah. innocent person? I also think something you did. Uh, I don't know. Um, touching on what you said, Ross, yeah. uh, how it kind of made us like these monster hunters. Something that really made it less appealing was how. Uh, it more or less confirmed predestiny, uh, which was Provost's big thing. Yeah. Which is like, oh, this oh, is yeah. all planned. <laughs> Provost was very Calvinist in his approach. Yeah. So. But well, like, you didn't see the picture. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right, the picture in the orphanage. Yeah, oh, that was. Yeah. God. Yeah. No, it, it's becoming a monster hunter is much less awesome once you realize that all actions are predestined. <laughs> yeah. It uh, takes away your agency. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was not for that. I was actually, I think, I was like, think my last thought, conscious thoughts in my head were, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, for which character? But we should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of characters, why don't we first talk about the initial cast? Because uh, I know there were some changes over the time. Uh, we don't have uh, <laughs> Sean here. He was a bit sick, but we could talk. Uh, Sean wasn't there until. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. but because um, he did Santos first. Why don't we? Yeah, talk a little bit about everyone's character. I'll go last. Uh, but that, yeah, Tom, right. um, okay. your first character was the Astral. both your characters were the pregens from the no, I, no, no, just my first one. I, was, I picked okay. the, the astrophysicist. I, okay, yeah, the pregen. I wish I could remember. I just can't remember his name at the moment. Right. Well, he's the astrophysicist. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was a shell. Yeah, think, yeah, but, shell. I think it was and neat yeah, shell. And uh, now looking about it, I think it might might have been better that what happened to him happened because if I had him till the end, I'd like I don't know how useful I'm going to be. Why did you pick him out of all the characters? Because I didn't want to. I wanted to choose something. He I was super to. useful. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, he was before the last one. <laughs> but no, it, I'm afraid that one. That'd be like Neil deGrasse Tyson storming sort of terrorist. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he was useful. You say that, Tom, but let me point out. That man is a badass in his own right. He was captain of. Oh, put it this way: a very non. Okay, fine. A non Neil deGrasse Tyson astrophysicist. I was like, I was in my 
late 40s. Okay, like, uh, but that's the thing. Like, you weren't useful particularly for that one. But, like, the moments I was, yeah, I was actually. God's Madness, there was actually, like, a a whole bunch of blue shit in there that yeah, I, I you would have only your character I recall many times understood. after Shell died we were like if only we had I will say the uh, the 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 build up to the last 15 minutes of his life was pretty <laughs> amazing awesome just because I knew like Oh shit! Hey man, you escaped that gunfight. I did escape. I did escape that <laughs> into gunfight. the depths of space. Uh, no, it was not space. I escaped. No. Yeah, Tom. I I remember, uh, or I think you asked for clarification at the table. He wanted to know exactly what hellish uh, nightmare realm he went into. So yeah. uh, that was pretty good. So okay, you wanted to play. Something I love that it wasn't a nightmare realm. I was like, oh, I didn't leave the planet. That's good. You just like flash froze and were crushed by icy depths of water. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I <laughs> and then Cthulhu blinked. Yeah. You know, and then I think, and also probably crushed by the water pressure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. A little calm, a little calm. So that, so but as I said, I like to think. Yeah, I like to think my last conscious thought with him was, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not getting shot. Yeah. Uh, but it, no, yeah. but I uh, definitely I know I don't normally play scientists, so I thought like, well, I'll be in because I had no idea what the scenario was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and also I will never eat uh, gator jerky. Thank you. <laughs> oh, gator. I forgot oh, about yeah. gator man. That was yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was my I thing. I that was a nice little touch. Gator um, Faust, uh, for your character, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dom Hulk Dom slash Aiden. Uh, yeah. Who? who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I, uh, uh, where did the idea come from? Or like, what were you trying to think of when you were making them? Um. I didn't really have an idea because I was like, I'm just going to go into this with a very, very basic concept because this is my first big campaign with these guys and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went full fish mouth. That was a good choice. For some reason. Well, I would disagree with that. For some reason, I did want to be an accountant, though. I remember thinking that would be good. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that was the one thing that I was like decided on. But uh, initially, I didn't have a clear picture of what I was going to do with Dom. It was just like, yeah, I- I'm gonna be this, and then I got stuck being the mouthpiece for the first episode, and I was <laughs> based on a role. <laughs> based on a role, and uh, that was not at all what I expected. <laughs> not at all. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he had a very satisfying story yes. by the yes, end yeah. of it. So it's very satisfying. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like you don't need to necessarily have a lot of. Can stuff I work accounting into it? Yeah. Yes, you so did. Eventually, we got it. It was yeah. amazing. That's good GMing. Mean, like find out where your character strength are and make exactly. It a no, it um, was it was awesome seeing Dom evolve and devolve simultaneously. Uh, because I certainly didn't initially plan for him to have split personalities and for that other personality to tap into the pre-language vast <laughs> that compelled him to uh, do horrible things. Yeah. yeah. Attempt to do horrible things. I did. I yeah, we, succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make, I don't make, the, I, I don't make you know, suggestions. I make promises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Aaron, your first character. Uh, yeah. Sadly, uh, his name eludes me, too, because it's been... He had uh, a short run. He had a very short run. That's probably why his name eludes me. Well, he has a long as Tom's sense. first character. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, my, uh, since I usually take the tech or the scientist of the group, uh, I really wanted to do kind of a middle-of-the-road company man, so that's why I chose the agent pre-gen, um, just to give him as much. He had uh, some combat experience. So I think it was not full. I don't think he was touched by the mythos but beforehand, but it was just, I think, some unusualness. So to give him a little bit of uh, stress behind that. But afterwards, he was absolutely... Uh, I meant him to be just that generic go-getter from this and to see him how he evolved. And uh, he ended up... Well, 
Because <laughs> of the events on there. Uh, he ended up turning into, for the second half when we got into that game, the next game, um, pretty much Bruce Willis's broken character from Sin City, the detective, yeah. because just limping around too, which is one of the, when we get to it, I love the system that actually accommodated for that survival. Yeah, the the, uh, the, the whole crippling injury thing that was in the... That pretty bad. I think that was, that's what, your character was the catalyst for my, my initial, like, Disassociation. Yeah, yeah, that was that seeing that. Well, yeah, that was like seeing me basically go into the creek. Oh, and the yeah, track. I see Quasimodo walk out from behind the curtain, and it's just you checked out. Yeah, <laughs> you. And granted, uh, when we get to secondary characters too, afterwards, uh, I'll uh, I'll get to the point because there was a time where I was going to be his wife and uh-huh. just have complete animosity towards <laughs> you, but uh, your character. But I decided the better of that. So, <laughs> But otherwise, no, I like that. Uh, I like playing the middle of the road, and then later on, which I'll get into Lydia. Yeah, um, we will talk about it when we get to episode four because that's when they, Lydia comes in. Uh, that's yeah. also when Tom's character comes. That's in. when all the secondary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah secondary <laughs> came in. So. Uh, yeah, for Sean, I know. I remember. Yeah, he and that's about when he comes uh, in too. So mm-hmm. taking over. I'm Santa. just grateful I wasn't shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the most thing. Is I just not even an option to just shot in my seat. <laughs> Which granted, uh, failed awareness check. Yeah. Failed awareness check, but also a massive disadvantage. But granted, I I still love that because it just heightened the brutality of the situation. Right. It just happened. It's like, man, yeah. how how can guns be so effective at killing people? Yeah. Touching yeah. on that, I cannot. I cannot. Be- I am astonished. With how many brushes with death a uh, Dom had. <laughs> yeah. At least once per episode, there was like, <laughs> never a, went I'm dying here. <laughs> no, pro- I think most of the characters that made it to the end had, I think every character had some clo- close brushes with death. I know yeah. Provost did, uh, like, especially in episode... Kamaroff and Aiden almost beat each other. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I almost ate Kamaroff's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you tried to, and yeah. I ended up punching you... A lot. <laughs> well, I know Provost had to shoot a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was charity. That would have, if I had failed a couple of shot checks, that would have been pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kamarov. Um, yeah, Kamarov. He was a pregen too, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Um, I picked him up. I think that he, I had a choice between him or one other, and I forget what the other one was. But Sir, I, not appearing in this film. Probably, sir, not appearing in this film, yeah. Um, the whole reason why I went with Kamarov is because I've always been a fan of old TV, and I thought, okay, this is Quincy. This is going to be Jack Klugman, Quincy, right here. And it's going to be Delta Green. <laughs> Those late season episodes got dark. <laughs> Very dark. Yeah, that, um, that, Quincy was really now. ahead of its time. <laughs> that series finale wasn't even allowed to air. <laughs> Oh hell no! Don't wait till um, HBO came out. Um, I kept, um, I kept looking at him and thinking, "All right, well, we've seen the callous, somewhat cold uh, medical examiner in so many of the police dramas." Um, I'm looking at him and thinking, "This man doesn't have charisma. He's got anti-charisma." So I thought, "This is an opportunity for me to stretch my role-playing legs a little bit." Yeah. Um, I'm going to. Try to play him as abrasive as I possibly can. And I want him to be just basically walking sandpaper to all of the other characters. All right, yeah. So, we're right. in a point where we're just telling each other to shut the fuck up half the time. Well, there was a point. It's well. Would you like to talk about this? No. <laughs> well, it's. 
I can, I'm really here awful. to help you. I don't want you <laughs> No one should want to do it. <laughs> um, now, please, just open up to me. Go away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there were there were some good good parts, and again, yeah, they they Aiden <laughs> camera off fight, uh, fight, yeah. beating, oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, all right, yeah, we were both somewhat blown to shit. From, oh yeah, uh, what the was house it? exploding, and the dark young exploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I fact think... that we managed to survive the dark young slash house explosion. I think is... yeah, a grenade launcher went off like a couple feet away, <laughs> barely. Well, went off. I've shot that thing at point. Oh yeah, you range. shot it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, after you fed the other three SWAT guys to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think they deliberately <laughs> fed them. I don't think that was the plan. <laughs> they just happened to be wearing those red shirts. Okay. <laughs> uh, so well, and yeah. and actually, that SWAT team got all two days from retirement. Caleb, they did. Yeah. Not to put too fine a point on it, but if you're in a group of SWAT guys and you're an aging medical examiner. <laughs> It's gonna no no guys. Let me run in first. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, did you hear the doc? He's got this. Uh, let no, him fight. They, they're good points. No. Um, and then for my character, I know Provost. I wanted to make him kind of a counterpoint to a lot of the feds, so I definitely gave him sort of more of a blue collar identity as like a state investigator, or at least as his background. And I actually made his high stat intelligence. I remember that because I wanted to make him, you know, someone who was. I don't want to say like Matt Damon in uh, Goodwill Hunting, but you know someone who humble origin, but smarter than his station, mm-hmm. and kind of realizing. So that's why he hates the he you know projects his hate onto the feds and things like that. Uh, he was be- pretty hostile towards feds at first. I he remember was that. hostile well, to a lot of people. He yeah. made him- specifically, he had a couple comments that yeah. were like, "Oh, you're a fed." Yeah. yeah. See, honestly, to yeah. me, it almost came like you're uh, combining. Even when he was a fed, he was you're like, combining yeah. equal parts yeah. of uh, Rust Cole's pre- uh, like present and past character. I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, to me, because you're part of the state investigator portion of it, yeah. it seemed like you were combining equal parts of Rust Cole's future and past <laughs> yeah. selves into one All right, hateful, yeah. intelligent... True, true Detective was certainly an influence <laughs> on him. Can't uh, imagine why. Uh, yeah, I do know um, role playing as him. Uh, I certainly like. There were times in the game where, I spe- specifically, if remember in like episode three when we're dealing with that contractor at the uh, satellite office, yeah. and so I'm like, oh, I'll when I want your opinion, I'll tell you what it is, or I'll yeah, ask yeah. her for it. You know, and I just remember like, holy shit, I am being like, I, I really need to make these persuasion checks now, <laughs> or I'm going to be, you know, like. I was, you know, making checks. Uh, uh, my character couldn't, you know, cash that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I was on edge with him, and it's sort of like uh, out of my comfort zone a little. It was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, a really great role playing experience, but it was really. Um, and then, yeah, like uh, I do know, like for that one scene where I put a dead animal in uh, the character's <laughs> office, uh, is again just someone lashing out. Like he he he's just spiraling out of control, but yeah. not like entirely because well he is, but he's trying to at least remembers enough to hide distract. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in your uh, in your defense, I do have yeah. to say, as an actual office worker, yeah, if I went in to find a dead raccoon sitting on my desk. I literally would not know how to react to that. <laughs> yeah. I think that I would be turning to everyone around me going, is this real? What the hell? Some uh, offices I've worked in, I'd be saying, 
shit, the raccoons got in again. Because <laughs> we live in Missouri and it's a terrible trash place. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. Or figuring out who is the hillbilly uh, Don Corleone. So like yeah. with your uh, with your guys' character concepts, my, my basic was like, all right, federal law enforcement or some sort of state law enforcement. Or accountant. I, yeah, I had the plan for you all to be like friendlies. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you're like accountant, and then he's like, I'll pick the astrophysicist that has no law enforcement whatsoever, because I didn't read on the thread, or read and did not care. Uh, and so we're back to west of the Mississippi, Chicago, all right. Um, basic instructions are not our strong hit. So, um, the plan was always to have it uh, before the events of Through Glass Darkly, which is the last canon novel, uh, sort of about like the fall. And there the are birth there of are Delta several Green. Delta Green fiction books, and anthologies, and some and several. I think three or four novels that like have the history of Delta Green. Uh, yeah, Through Glass Darkly is the most recent. Yeah, and so like if. It if explains look, how it goes from the, the first edition called Cthulhu 7 to setting up the new edition. Okay. So uh, I made sure that, so to kind of compensate with it, I made sure I reread the book a little bit and I made sure the date was right as the big events were happening in right. that. And it was unsure how everything would shake out. And so that's how I wanted to bring the group together uh, because you were just the numbers they had. They, you had no reason to be together uh, due to your character To be honest, when, the, when we first got the briefing from that, our contact should have been, yeah, no, we're going to leave. Uh, <laughs> this is clearly not uh, So, yeah, I had to figure out a way to get them on board, even though I didn't do that. So that's the, the Hello, Hello Kitty, Kitty folder. folder. Yeah. Uh, With the melted eye. Yeah, and uh, so I just figured, like, Basically, it's the Scopsy as written in Targets of Opportunity. Uh, countdown. Countdown, sorry. Uh, as written in Countdown. And Delta Green Countdown. Yeah, so it's one of those things, like, you look at it like, okie dokie. And they had no reason to be together. Um, and I was thinking about that, and I didn't really want to be, I didn't really want to do the arguing the premise of the game thing. Yeah. Uh, and, I right. knew, and I knew when I did a briefing, because you would be briefed. <laughs> Everyone has been briefed. Thank God uh, you were briefed. Thank God you were briefed. Kale, do you want me to flip this guy on the table? <laughs> For those listeners who are wondering why we're laughing, this is an in-joke to a game that has not yet been posted. <laughs> in which characters were inadequately briefed. No, we weren't briefed! <laughs> I said inadequately. But that implies at least any briefing. I we weren't briefed! No, no briefing is Because you killed the guys it was supposed to be. Anyway, okay, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Faust. Yeah. I don't care if you're going into the game commando or not. That's not on the character sheet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that was the idea of like, all right, roll. I'll brief one character. Yeah. Whoops. So there won't be an argument, and then I will give them a sanity-rending device to get everybody else on board. Uh, and then from there, it was like, all right, what this sort of totemic thing? So everyone has to be marked. Uh, and then the twist of the scenario is not like, like you're, it's not you're stopping a bad thing. It's you were summoned to stop a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I do like um, that episode of, uh, I do like that, uh, option of getting the players in by here, look at this shit. Yeah. And, and then the theme of the second one was that, um, you know, sort of the theme of the corruption, the mythos and stuff like that, uh, transferring it forward. Like there's problems based on what you did back in the cowboy years, uh, which was a big theme in the book. 
that's yeah. coming out. Uh, but I also wanted to be since the the it was about like real human awfulness uh, and you know terror. Uh, I wanted to be like the corruption of that as well. Uh, so like those problems not ending when yeah. the bad actors out of the question. So like those kids grew up and many of them did not grow up well. Uh, Fancy that. Weird. Uh, so that was where sort of red thoughts came from. And by then everyone was marked by a terrifying atavistic god from outside space time. Um, so we're all then fucked. you're on a team now, yeah. uh, and that made more sense. But yeah, I had to do some. I had to call some audibles in the first scenario after, you know, the uh, basic well, premise was. Yeah, I mean that, that's a, that's a good way of doing. It. Like I think the start of a campaign is always the trickiest part because, like, getting the players to buy into the premise of the yeah. game, especially mm -hmm. for a horror campaign. Where, I mean, like, in a D&D &D or any other kind of, most, a lot of RPGs, the premise is, like, do a thing to improve uh, something. And this, it's to prevent something. It's like, you know, put your life on the line to stop evil or something like that. But, like, in D&D, &D, like, oh, you can be rich, you can be famous, you can gain power, you can, ha you can have a happy ending. You like, can fight the god. Yeah, yeah. But in Delta in Green, you case, pretty much know. You are a speed bump. In, and in, most, in a lot of modern horror scenarios, you know that, that that's, it's not about a happy ending. Right, yeah. Uh, and the characters in the setting know that, like, but they still have to do it. So, like, getting this, answering that, why the fuck should I not just leave? Why should I go to Camp Crystal Lake? Why should I, you know... Here, look at this folder, which... Yeah. I why should I follow this weird Scottish guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You um, literally... The folder. Um, yeah. It felt to me plot device-ish to the uh, level of the Marcellus Wallace suitcase. Um, <laughs> none of us ever really figured out what is in that folder. It was never explicitly stated other than pictures of the scene. We don't know exactly yeah. what happened. We just know that what's inside that folder? Oh, that's bad. Okay. And it's enough to bring us all on board. Not only on board, but almost to the point of murderous rage. I call it the motivator. Not almost. Well, totally. the, the best part about Delta Green fiction is that it does, like, what all fiction and literary fiction especially should do is that it relies on the image. It's never like... It's a biochemist. Shoot it, or at least not the good stuff. Like it's like fuck. That looks weird. And then if it looks so weird, you can't fathom it. They yeah. don't do the Lovecraft cop out. It's like words could not describe. <laughs> it's your one fucking job, HP. Yeah. <laughs> words need to fucking describe. You're a writer. And you're the king of fucking purple prose. Get to it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what is that? Look, I'm a hypochondriac shut-in. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you have one job. I don't know, man. The one time he's he using an unreliable narrator. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but like, what I like is that they make uh, they make analogies, desperate, yeah. inadequate analogies yeah. that are creepier than the real thing. So like. Yeah, the, it, we had to trigger a warning the first episode, and rightfully so. And so, like, I didn't want to describe that stuff just for my own edification. Doing so would be vulgar. And also doing so would be less scary than saying, like, mm -hmm. your reaction or analyzing it to something or, or you know, trying to do sort of image Rationalize it. Yeah. yeah. See, this is where I get off yeah. the boat with, like, GMs are like, you can never tell my character how they feel. Because, like... Fuck you! I don't control my emotions. Yeah. Like I bet you don't yeah. have perfect control of yours. Yeah. And like the alternative is like clinically describing everything in this like Hemingway esque objective third person, and that's boring. The paper was eight and a half by eleven. <laughs> like like that's not like in the tone of what the fiction's trying to do. So. Uh, I mean that's true too. That's the thing is that like. 
for the average human, like almost everybody, it's not that we we don't choose our emotions. Our emotion, mm -hmm. we we have the emotion, and then we rationalize whatever we have to in order to justify having that emotion. Like I don't ha I don't like that person. Ooh, that ooh, that person disgusts me. Oh, he must be a bad person. Oh, that's yeah. and then you just it, it's a bad person. That's yeah. why I'm disgusted. That's what you. I mean, this is what everyone does in their own head. You rationalize the shit out of things. Uh, yeah, and like there's mechanical things yeah. for taking away control of your character and the sanity mechanics. And like I think yeah. people think that when you describe an emotional state, it's yeah, you know, uh, totally untrue or like taking control of my character and making me do things like that. But there's mechanics for that. But otherwise, if I describe an emotional state, it's because it's that thing. And most sane, rational things would be... And if you're like, well, no, I love the sight of blood and baby uh, awful. And I'm like, well, okay, now you're just fish-mouthing. Like, yeah. now I don't want to play with you yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You're not buying into the premise of the game. Yeah. yeah. And there are mechanics to represent that kind of person. That's someone who is adapted to violence and, like, has a real bad, like, mental disorder of some sort. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. in the case of all of us, it, it would absolutely make no sense to that because we're just, uh, we're all fairly sane agents at that time are friendly who are seeing yeah. this horror for the first uh, time. Of As all opposed of us. to the last episode yeah. where it's, alright, well, we'll get to yeah. Yeah. At, at the beginning, we'll think, of all of us, the only one that would have been maybe at least somewhat uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, used used to seeing that would be Kamarov because he works with corpses. And yeah. that's, like, out of everybody, he's the only one that would have, like, some reason to be, yeah. like... Well, I know we were all friendlies, which means, uh, in Delta Green terms, is that, that we I was on also it. the only one who didn't look in the folder. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't think I did either. Uh, Provost was like, fuck it, that's some <laughs> weird mind control device. And yeah, yeah no, I, Provost I, I, was, like, the kind of cop who's like, oh, there's bad people? Yeah, no, let's go execute them. I'm like... I thought you guys He was did. a bad person in a lot of ways. Yeah. He was like, but I thought I thought you guys did excellent jobs role-playing all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I like Kamaroff, like, trying to feed the kids and all like, that stuff like that. And then yeah. the girl on the phone's like, no, you should really kill them. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, we should go. And, like, that sort mm -hmm. of tug, like, on being unable yeah. to do that. That was a... No, it was a just strong the, ending of the I first just have the, the kind of the raw panicker voice. You probably should have killed them. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, no, and, then I, and then I like the uh, you know the panic and how not well executed the murders were done. Yeah. Hey, we got away with them. You did. Uh, <laughs> well, but then it came like, like the, you know, the new guy throwing up in the corner and everybody yeah. freaking about how doing. And then, uh, but there were also moments of like badassery when you're like shot the guy and he's got lie on his stomach. And you're just like, no, he's good. Yeah. That was yeah, that was really good. <laughs> like yeah, just just dark ass shit. So I thought that was a really well done into from a role playing perspective on everybody's job. Um but one thing, yeah, um, all our characters were friendlies, which means that we'd all been involved with Delta Green before the game began. So like for me I did have sort of a backstory for Provost where if I remember correctly, he I, I kind of allude to it in the beginning scenarios. Like I'd help the the group out before with people who were eating corpses or something, and yeah. like helping them fight essentially what are what I know are ghouls, but like my character would know. But like, oh yeah, no, if you want me to kill people like these cannibals, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do that. Some people deserve to die, and I'm perfectly content doing that. Are, are um, the cannibals here now? Yeah, yeah. Or, or if there's worse people, yeah, no. I'll, yeah, I'll the the basic premise was he was the only one who was knew shit was supernatural, and they had to do yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then everyone else was a friendly. And then well, you all got recruited into the official group over the interim well, like, years because well, eventually someone found your numbers. And right. even though Dom knew there was supernatural stuff, he'd never had any field experience. Yeah, he yeah. was just an office guy. Well, the, my question was Same like, thing with do, Kamarov. I yeah. mean, he started out have, with right. 
guns at 20, and I think I ended the campaign with guns at 25. Because you missed five All times. The time. <laughs> right. um, but no, my question is: Do any did any of you kind of develop some sort of backstory for your character for that in terms of like what their experience with Delta Green was before the game? Yeah, the game? Uh, Dom's. Had a yeah, Dom's was uh, he he worked as accounting and came across some accounts that right. were belonged to the company, right. and so they were just like, oh yeah, fuck, I guess you know this, whatever. You're a good accountant. Do work for us. Okay. Yeah. So just total financials. Yeah, he was just a clear, uh, chess Checking. jockey. Okay, yeah. follow this cult's money trail. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Shell, I kind of imagined he looked into, uh, like, yeah, we have some uh, classified, totally not NASA photos of some uh, celestial objects you want you to look at. <laughs> you know, kind of, Can you interpret these? He's like, yeah, well, God, those look a little too uh, symmetrical to be just <laughs> celestial phenomena. No, no, they're celestial phenomena. I'm just, but seriously... They're just celestial phenomena. If you could look closer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so nothing, nothing really. It's just still kind of vague. Mm. Um, well, yeah, you showed me shit like, huh? Like, well, you know, according to actual physics, something like this should not exist in space. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, but I just like the idea of like off screen, in between, like all of you guys have like this plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Like maybe mm-hmm. I've never seen anything supernatural. Until this night, and then yeah. later you get brought into the official thing, and just thinking of like your onboarding issue, like yeah. there are dark things out there, and you're like flashing back to like yeah. bulbous terror grandma, like suckling two uh, agents to her teeth, uh, and was... blows their brains out. And you're like, oh, there is. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> that those things were real. Mm-hmm. Sure, am glad you told me. Uh, and then, like, walking into that conference room and realizing they know. Yeah. And that freaking was, out. Well, that, was, okay, that, yeah. that was kind of... Then, then when I went to my secondary guy, it's kind of the... It's like, hey, I was told you needed some backup. <laughs> Your secondary character never saw no. anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Uh, I love that. That was... I was, I was like, what do you guys blather about? You guys... Got, God, you guys look like some shell shock mm-hmm. people I've seen back in the day. <laughs> I think you did encounter some weird stuff right before you died. Right at the yeah, end. Right yeah. Before, yeah. Um, David, well, what about Kamarov? Did... Um, my own thoughts for um, his brush with Delta Green was yeah. that... At some point in time, he had made a body disappear. Okay. Somebody had given him a body and said... Missing agent or, you know... Yeah. This was never here. We need you to do an autopsy. We need you to give it to us on paper. And then this needs to go away. And it's... All right, so why uh, why do you want me to autopsy this uh, person who is clearly dead from... How many headshots is that? He shot himself in the head 37 times with this revolver. Yeah. The ballistics will match up. Trust us. Like, wait, like, well, wait, well, wait a minute. How did he, did he reload and continue to shoot himself in the head? Like, also, yes. He actually did. Anyway, uh, but that, you didn't know that. Uh, so, but uh, Aaron, did you have any? Uh, yeah, for mine, uh, I kind of uh, theorized that my agent had just been on some sort of like standard uh, surveillance one. Uh, it, he and his partner at the time had been called over to a uh, storage facility, just locked, uh, assuming they're after some drug dealers or some other people. Yeah. That are Come on, G, that's what it was. So, uh, but they ended up seeing a, uh, a couple of guys going into breaking in, but not going to the we- the storage the uh, locker that they thought they were going to opening up and realize when they told them to freeze uh they blacked out for a while and then once they woke up it's uh, a couple agents saying like hey okay so you see that box over there don't open it <laughs> okay so, seriously it's like uh, so minor contact nobody had anything so um 
So we finish episode one with the, 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 the <laughs> uh, things are going with getting wrong. called into the conference room. Yeah. Uh, episode two, the the follow up investigation. Um, yeah. So at this point, like, uh, remember when I wrote Bryson Springs and like, near as I can tell, every Lovecraft story is somebody finds old shit, and messes with it, shits go bad. You find the shit going bad, you find old shit, shit gets worse. Uh, Not old chestnut. Yeah, and like, so kind of deconstructing like that part. So I was kind of deconstructing Delta Green scenarios and trying to like more modernize them. And for me, Delta Green scenarios have a governmental paranoia angle. Yeah. Uh, some sort of rip from the headline thing. Um, and then the best ones usually have some sort of like sociological or science thing that's pretty recent because it's modernizing the mythos and that kind of yeah. stuff. Mm. And then you've got your like creepy occult, you know, uh, right. backwards ancient right shit. Uh, and then in between, everything's terrible. So, like, um, in Red Th- so basically every scenario after that basically has, you know, those three types of heat, if you want to use the 30 rock uh, analogy. So it's, um, so in Red Thoughts, it was basically the pressure from DG. It's like, uh, we need scapegoats for this. You will be yeah, it. And you will be the you scapegoats. figure it out. Um, and that was also torn from the headline from that Florida boys' home in which they found 53 dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they'd been operating for four decades or something like that. Um, yeah. And to be fair, that's not unique. Like, there are cases like yeah. in the UK and Canada. Yeah. It's just and like, Australia, Australia. Right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, right uh, now? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so the sort of science angle thing was the uh, uh, cerebral, I forget what it was called, encephalopathy, the uh, head, head trauma thing, repeated head trauma from NFL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought that would be a cool way to manifest with, uh, that would be a thing that would happen if you got your brain fucked with by mythos powers. All right. So that's what all the social workers had. Uh, and then... And that's also the explanation for um, Kamarov's obsession with CAT scans from then on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then that also goes along with like the the organizational thing because like we don't take very good care of social workers or people once they age out of the system and stuff like that. So bus therapy, mm-hmm. and then the occult thing was like homeless teens using graffiti to communicate their arcane murders. Mm-hmm. That was the unknown army shit. So um, yeah, I mean there actually are there's uh, folklorists who've done studies of uh, the homeless communities, young homeless communities in. I think actually Florida, and they have their own elaborate mythologies in a lot of them. There's, uh, I think there is one in Florida, a community of them. They have these stories about some sort of savior, messiah figure. They call the Blue Lady, uh, who like saves and protects uh, homeless kids. Uh, so I mean, it's yeah. They this is yeah again not necessarily from the headlines, but based on real material. Yeah, uh, which makes it more. I don't know, more challenging rather than some, you know, taking like something straight from Lovecraft and like, oh, but now it's in the real, it's in the future, you know. <laughs> uh, the horror of Red Hook wouldn't really work. Yeah, the, the trigger warning yeah. on all episodes was intentional. Yeah. And it's because not apologized it, for. Yeah. yeah. Because it's uh, real and therefore closer to home. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not, this is a pretty, yeah. Since it it deals with real horrific stuff, I mean, we're kind of a desensitized culture now. You really have to, you can't just you, you tell a grim fairy tale and scare people. Well, I like to push the boundaries when I'm doing horror and stuff, yeah. and I just I was really worried about doing that because I understand like if it's inspired by real world hurt, I understand the real world hurt like, and I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable with that. And I just never in a million years saw the controversy being that I called it a trigger warning. <laughs> 
uh, which just blows my mind. And then people are like linking me freaking articles about trigger warnings being too much in school. Oh, I'm not aware RPPR is for college credit. Uh, I'm not aware that you needed to listen to this to get your goddamn degree. I thought we were doing a free podcast you could turn off at any fucking moment. Uh, like just, uh, yeah, the whole identity politics shit that got mixed up with it was just mind blowing. Uh, but. I mean, makes you feel better about the content. I guess that wasn't too offensive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, people misuse uh, th- this kind of stuff for their own political agendas to make themselves feel better or spirit <laughs> others. So, yeah. uh, what can you do? Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the best with what we got, Ross. That's yeah. what we can do. Um, and that's true. Uh, but one thing I do, uh, talking about the best that you can do with what you have, uh, this was the episode in which uh, Aaron's first character gets crippled. <laughs> Yeah. By those things, uh, I yeah. called them gator peeds. Gator peeds. <laughs> gator okay. peeds. Yeah. They were like people plus gator alligators yeah, gator plus peeds. more alligators. <laughs> gator peed. That's uh, wow. one thing. I, it also kind of shows. What's even like, mythos? It's just a Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that, that a lot of purest Lovecraftian people do is that they only use the creatures that Lovecraft made up. Not real. Yeah. Not really. Like Lovecraft just made up shit on the fly, basically, yeah, and it was usually lizard people. I yeah. mean, or well, I mean, you know, the fungi from Ego. Like, there's there's a lot of interesting things, but like, if I yeah, if you do a Delta Green game, you can use some of the ideas thematically. Like, you do use some, you do like the Hound of Tendalos uh, and, and Dark Young. And yeah, and Dark Young. Yeah. I thought but, like, Tendalos was expanded. Was did Lovecraft well, come up with uh, that? Or? Uh, actually, you're right. I think it's Fell. Uh, yeah, right. Fell Camp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We did that. But yeah, it's considered... Yeah, Lovecraft. Love yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, but we have the first crippling injury. Yeah, we did. Which uh, was... Yay! <laughs> which is a real interesting thing, because again, it's sort of like an emerging game design. Like, uh, <laughs> we did, you didn't intend for this to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, well, one, because... It's I, a good rule. Absolutely, it's a good rule absolutely for people like me, because I kind of ran in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a so, yeah, he did. Now, did I, I literally did. throw you under the bus, or what happened there? Uh, you got you got tail whipped into a concrete pillar in the underpass, you and got, I jumped like, down. You just out. got like thrown into and a then, concrete pillar. And then I flighted. Yeah. yeah, and then you ran into the swamp. And then I was yeah, like, "Fuck it!" I saw that and went, "Fuck this!" <laughs> yeah. And I think, was I, I just no, no way. I lost it. I lost you were just blowing shit away with a shotgun. Yeah, you were no, actually. No, I was the one that was blowing shit away with a shotgun. You were both going at it. Yeah. I think five of them. At least two. You were definitely in fight mode. Yeah. yeah. Like no, you, I lost you it. I lost. You it. cracked. And yeah. but I went to fight mode. Well, yeah. Like so, basically, what happened? You went in the underpass. One of the kids had learned language because they had to get by and food and stuff, but the rest had not. So they could become avatars of Bast. Uh, so like you went down there and went to the, like the sorcerer guy, thinking he had the most power. Yes. When he actually had the least, least power, uh, and he'd lost the connection to his savior that he summoned all those years past. Uh, he was so you death, were like right, yeah. So yeah, exactly. so you're like I'm gonna get it, but like even signs, language. yeah, still language. Uh, so like. Um, you, uh, when you went down there, was like, I'm going to get him, and he grabs the gun and puts it in his mouth. Uh, you, you lost it a little bit. Yeah, because that was like, holy shit. And then while you were freaking out, a gator pee just done wrecked you. Um, Wait, like they do. There were two steps. You got hit into a tree first. Oh, yeah, the tree. And then the gator pee cracked the tree in half. <laughs> and you. And, and, and folded me into an yes. agent pie. And then yes. I rolled for the, the, uh, damage, and it was like constitution, so it's like, oh yeah, you're 
ribs and back were just crushed. Um, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of the, yeah, going to the system. And meanwhile, uh, Ross and David's character were just like <laughs> mowing down gator peas. I forgot what I was doing. You were in the van. I was in the van. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just a scientist, man. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, with the system, though, too, because that was the, the, the surprising one we got to test out that, because... Granted, he could have just died right then and there, and by all rights, probably should have. have. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's kind of I want to understand. Like, you could have easily written him out and had a new character for the third game, but you decided to stick to it, even though you had like a con of two. Uh, a con of two, like but that. honestly, uh, the reason I did, I wanted to keep him in there, if if at all possible, was one um, that the agency in my mind would still keep him in there as oh, yeah. a, a, as just a tracker. A disposable tracker. You are still up until you you cannot move. Well, anymore. yeah, it's not like there's a retirement plan since they know you are like super magical, cursed. super magical curse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, well, so that's you're why walking, I wanted to keep up there. So and then I get thought in there. It, character-wise too, I thought it would be really interesting to just real. I would not say grimdark him, but just basically make him give him the bat- uh, well, camera off him to an extent of like. Ugh. I'm gonna do this until I die. I'm gonna get back until I fall asleep and get shot. Oh, <laughs> well, and you Did say he? camera off him, but say what you will for that crazy old man. But that fucker was spry. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say camera off chased like a camera off had a chase scene on foot. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. that was in Reno. That was yeah. chasing yeah. the guy from the house. Um, um, and I just chased him drive. for several yeah, blocks. But, I mean, so that was God's eye. Yeah, yeah God's eye. Um, one thing, yeah, and that's what kind of brings up, like, I, I remember your, like, vignette for that was physical therapy. That was, uh, so. it was honestly great. Like, I'm really glad that you didn't just write the character out, because it's strange. I'm a little sad he died instantaneously. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I am too, because I wanted to keep on there, but then again, we wouldn't have gotten Lydia, so. Yeah, yeah. well, but, but anyway, yeah, it, it's interesting to me that keeping the character, uh, like, <laughs> the character surviving what should have been his death was more traumatic for everyone else involved. <laughs> yeah, because and that not had a just group of those yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, seeing Agent Quasimodo wander out, oh, I'm still alive, I can yeah. still do it. Like, it, for the sake of the other characters, it it would have been Hard. better if he died. And for Dom, I love the fact that it just, uh, the massive amount of guilt washing over yeah, to you that... Uh, checked out. And then switching over to Agent. Um, <laughs> Can, when you were doing that fight scene with the gator peeds, did you did you kind of anticipate this kind of react? Like, what did you think we would do? Did you have any? Were you just like, I, don't, I want to see what happens, or did you kind of predict that this was going to happen? I just want to see what happens. Surprising <laughs> fire! Like, if you'd gone like through different clues and stuff, you could have gone to the uh, you could have found Conrad Den. Yeah, who was like a, again like one of the handlers of the cult now since he had to learn language. Yeah, uh, until he. Turned into ferrets, uh, and uh, but you, like yeah, it. you ran into the uh, the little gathering before the he- you. Yeah, the headness. Yeah, oops. Um, all right. I mean, yeah. That, but I like the idea of like, okay, we have to deal with this, and then you're still under the thumb. Like yeah. the yeah. occultists are still doing it. So like, because yeah. the more people you kill, the more grateful they are to the god that saved them. Even if you kill them, because they're now. Yeah. Tainted. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of the kill order uh, inspiration in that one. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did. Kill I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, did you anticipate that kind of reaction for the third episode during the disastrous, you know, stakeout scene? Was that, was that more of like again, <laughs> that was that was that just luck that yeah. ended up happening? All right. So the the way I did God's Madness, the the governmental or God's eyes. Uh, yeah, God's eye. 
yeah. the way I did that is the governmental thing was you know that um, that surveillance. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was actually called, but it's something equally dystopian. Yeah. Um, sky and the or eye in the sky. Yeah, with the pictures every one second and ultra high <laughs> resolution that can picture an entire city. Um, so that was the governmental riff from the headline things. Uh, real world offices awfulness was like. Uh, uh, narco gods, like narco cartel, like yeah. Santeria and shit, and the awful ways they murder people. Santa Marta, yeah, yeah. Saint, uh, Saint Death, yeah. And then the uh, the more governmental thing, the science thing was the surveillance. The more governmental thing was like Snowdens and you know Chelsea Mannings and like really disaffected, ingenious people uh, that are like totally disenfranchised and. Uh, disillusioned by the system and they want to do something about it and some of them know mythos magic because their <laughs> uncle's a crazy pot sorcerer um so uh that was the sort of three thing that there weird predestiny thing again so the, <laughs> the way i planned uh that out was i basically just got a google earth image of reno and drew a crazy map on it and then i put times as to like when things were going to happen and uh, the murders, um, and the thing was like the the thing you don't want to do is figure out the pattern, yeah. Because then you're the observer, and then you go, uh, that's unfortunately what the fuck I do. And then you go bye bye, yeah. uh, and uh, so it had a quantum mechanics thing. You had to know what this, and then he was basically he's basically tracing a fourth dimensional signal, like it was uh, across time and space. So. Um, no, it was a real interesting conundrum. And I love, yeah. I love you know, going back yeah. to some of the worlds we explored before, like where the fishers of men came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like uh, I just watched Sicario, so like the I, I realized that like okay, there's a thing in the sky that will transport you the second you understand it. There's no way to get through it that through that. So the way to get through to the heart of the scenario is through the you know psycho scary narco cartel enforcers like Santa. And you know, hiding guys in drywall and is know, it, yeah, burning is it, people alive and shit like that. Wasn't that the same one where uh, we encountered the hounds? Yes, because very, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, because okay. I did a bad thing as a player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I kind of did. Okay, so yeah, my question one like the the stakeout was that just kind of again. I mean, you so you had the, the chronology and you just kind of let things play out. As yeah, the, yeah, and my basic idea was like the I forget his name because you didn't intend for that to be like so. Fatal, you know. Uh, no, no. Uh, but like they arrived, they figured out the pattern, and then they arrived to where it was going to happen next. And the yeah. head squad was there, and then everyone failed their awareness check and also fell asleep. <laughs> so, uh, there's a bunch of feds <sighs> waiting outside in a SUV, all asleep. while they're about to murder a guy, and they just, you know, <laughs> they're crazy narco cartel guys, so they don't know fear or sanity, so they just start offing. Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah. Um, and so, okay, so, yeah, it was, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, a lot of our campaigns, we don't have it. Like, uh, you know, the Brutalist, which is already done by this point, we didn't really have to worry too much about that except for guest players. Uh, but uh, player fatalities in a campaign uh, can be kind of, you know, dangerous. Uh, or like, sudden. Sudden. And well, and they can also interrupt the narrative. And slightly unexpected. Yeah, because, yeah, um, uh, well, I, I would kind of ask you this, I know. Did you have any plans for the level well, team uh, working group and 
had we all been together still, was there some other fate that Bass would have had for us other than just, you know, eventual work until you've eaten as much from his Uh, you were just going to work until you died. Okay. <laughs> and, or until you got to God's yeah. Madness. So that was it. That was... My basic plan was like, okay, replacement characters are now watching the death march of these guys. Right. <laughs> because Delta Green can get more use out of them sending out on jobs than just taking them behind the shed. Yeah. Um, that which is the alternative. Yeah. And then if you lost all the original members of Working Group M... Well, you were in close contact with them. We can't really trust you. Yeah. <laughs> so it bureaucratically just continues under its momentum until you're consumed. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what, uh, well, one other question I had about the scenario when you were running it. Uh, did you realize what I was doing when I was like called for that guy to show up at the hotel? Uh, or did you, then you just wait and wanted to see how I would play it out? Yeah, I, I wanted to see how it played out. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I wasn't. Like, I like how you're like you can get revenge as long as you die too. That's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but the the guy's basic plan was like I will trace these dark signals, and you know the head of the program will understand it and be sucked into hell. Yeah, uh, like he gave to me without realizing as the head of the program, he doesn't understand how the program works and just delegates it all to smart yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, but you fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe I wouldn't have been acting so recklessly had, you know, two of my teammates been, you know... Murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Two of them got murdered, and I think I was rendered unconscious. Yeah, you were not doing so well. No, what, Caleb? What were your thoughts when all of that just played out? Were you uh, just? I like, love oh, the new. That. I love the new uh, firearms rules in Delta Green. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was just like roll dead, yeah. <laughs> dead like not like injured, bleeding out, just not like dead. hit just multiple dead. times, just fucking dead. Car skirts forward, oak turns over, <laughs> and then like. I love that I roll for Tom and Tom. No, nope, Tom's dead. <laughs> just, just fucking dead. But for a different reason, not for the gun. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And then it's like as well as like and I realized it like uh I love that you were the only one who stayed awake and you were just working on it. So like <laughs> even you were unaware. And then you have an epiphany and then the driver's head explodes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean you couldn't apply I mean that that was like Wait, you got out just... of the car too. That's what killed you. Yeah. No, no, the car flipped. The car that's when the window broke and then yeah, it snapped the picture and he died. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what I love is that like narrative like it would be incredibly hard to write uh, like Actually, a movie or a TV script yeah. like that. And that or even to plan that as a role yeah. playing yeah. You want that finale to be right there. Yeah, this it just kinda happened and it was so yeah. dramatically satisfied. Because I, I remember the rest of us were sitting here and they're second going like what just happened? I Which mean, is exactly what Delta Green Dan Weiler said in Impossible Landscapes is like, yes, you are risking not getting through it. Like, as yeah. our last session got a little, got a little dicey. So a little bit. Is um, real. But he says the thing about Delta Green is that, like, you know the stakes are real, and so every part of the story gets better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, it's not, the GM is not allowed to have mercy. Yeah. Uh, and they just... Yeah. Do it. So if you make it, it's more satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even well, if you are. And if you don't, oh well. It's still pretty cool most of it's the time. It's awesome. So, yeah. Like that that entire time, even though everything always ended up going to shit, I just had like this big grin on my face because it was so satisfying. <laughs> you were saying, no, you were out. reveling in your madness. Oh yes, <laughs> I was reveling in all of it. Uh, to be honest. 
By the end, I did like how you went headfirst into crazy. That yeah. was good. Well, I saw what was your power at the beginning of the game? Wasn't it like forty or something? What? No, his what was, uh, your power was like score? Yeah. yeah. It was low. It was real low. I, think, I was yeah, like, no, this was is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what the stats meant. I was like, how? <laughs> yeah, so how much How much like background of Lovecraft and Delta Green did you uh, I had some background in Lovecraft. Okay. Uh, like, I'd, I've read many of his short stories, but certainly not as much as the rest of you. Right. I had zero background in Delta Green. Actually, uh, Faust, little confession. Yeah. I've only ever read three Lovecraft stories Whoa. in their entirety. Oh my god. Almost everything that I know about the mythos and everything I know about... Osmosis through these guys. Yeah, it's learned through Osmosis and learned through tabletop Well, games. you also read The Laundry. Yeah. Uh, you've read several Yeah, I have read The Laundry. Uh, and honestly, if you read any three Lovecraft stories, you, you get... You've read them all. You get the idea. Uh, I mean, there's some... I mean, you know, if you're a completionist, if you want to get that yeah. Shivo, uh, that's fine. Yeah, but, but, but there's also... Other real too. crazy racism and yeah. fear of Ooh. sex. But there's also the authors who yeah. built yeah. off they're like Cutner as well. Not even that so, deep. Yeah, not even that deep. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing a panel on Neo Lovecraftian horror at Gen Con this week. Whoa, uh, go see it. Yeah. This week? Yeah. Uh, well, next week. Listen, do our panel. Buy my book. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, that was it's a, re- it's a it's an involuntary reaction yeah, at, this, at this, point. this point um so then of course we went into God's Breath uh which felt like and I think if this was a TV show this would be like a mid-season thing like it felt like or like a standard like job of the week kind of thing mm-hmm. but this shit got so much more real because it turned into this huge I think thing. I missed the first episode of that yeah you did uh this is the one in Colorado and, uh, that was also one where we ran into a lot of accountancy no yeah no there was a ton of accountancy to do. Oh, Damn it. Yeah. There was, I did have like... I blame the right on you for not doing it. Oh my god. I'm uh, so sad. Maybe maybe Dom would have had a better fate if he got to do all that accounting. No, let's just be honest. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... He wouldn't have been saner for... A that was also based on Countdown. Yeah. Tiger Transit. Um, uh, yeah. What happens to the... Yeah, Tiger Transit is a, is a cho-cho faction in um, Countdown in the late 90s, and so what happens to them in the here and now is... Uh, because you posited that Delta Green would shut them down. Yes. Uh, the original uh, form of it. Yeah. Um, because, like, I posited that because, like, there's all that talk about, like, them smuggling antiquities from the Middle East. And, oh. Well, okay, once we start... That fits two right to in. three bush wars over there, like running illegal flights out of the Middle East is going to be a lot harder to do. Um, and so there's that. Uh, but the Tiger Transit thing, I mainly want to do is like, I always like the idea of like uh, mixing the, the drug trade with the mythos. Uh, and they always did that. And I'm like, well, how much more complicated would it be if um, you did it nowadays? Because first off, the Chocho, uh, real problematic. Yeah, Re- real problematic in the world of Lovecraft because it's basically just his blatant racism. Show. Yes. Yeah. Um, now the only thing that saves it is the fact that they are just evil and like it's not everybody else in the country. It's not like all Vietnamese people or anybody from Cambodia is evil. It's just this single tribe, and they are crazy, crazy, crazy. Right. Um, so the, what I wanted to do is like, okay, how do you deal with it if? A, the drug they're selling is legal. And not only legal, but the most regulated substance, like, possible. Because I did a bunch of research on that, and, like, the drug laws are insane. Uh, it's also the Wild West, because you can only use cash, because uh, it's still illegal federally. So people are rolling through the streets of Denver in SUVs with millions of dollar bricks of cash and guys with Kalishnikovs. Uh, so that's real Delta Green. And then... Um, what about like the ethnic angle that you're like 
Okay, this crazy old lady who you went into the house is urging you to cleanse them all. Like, that's <coughs> was problematic in the 90s when we were doing it at the Cowboy Day. You can't do that now. Like, so, like, one avenue you guys never invested because you never had an accountant was like, damn it. They had their, they had a whole anti defamation lawyer ready to destroy your ass. <laughs> like, just, like, if you went through any kind of like legal, legal means to shut them down, they had this huge, like, they were going to be making money off Delta Green uh, with this enormous <laughs> kind of anti-defamation. Like, because, like, oh, you're targeting my people because they're of a specific ethnicity. <laughs> oh, wow. You just went out and said it, huh? Like, that's... Uh, so it's very much going to be, like, the rip from the headline sort of police abuse thing. Yeah. And then how you do that with the regulatory. And yes. then, like, the dark eldritch thing was, like, they're fucking churchos. They're but awful. I'm trying to fight the mythos here. I don't got time to fight lawyers. They're yeah. sex-trafficking murder cannibals. Like, yeah. I hate to tell you this time, but they're one and the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we. Yeah. You missed on all the all the accounting. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's that's. I it. have like an eighty in accounting. Yeah. That, that's a problem with uh, sometimes GM and you're like, oh, I want to make sure that the accountant has something to do. Aha. Well, this sorry, I can't make it that way. Well, so. this is still the uh, you, uh, well, operate heavy machinery problem. It, it is. It really <laughs> fucking is. God. <laughs> Because that was the <laughs> that yeah. was the first appearance of Lydia too. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we also had two replacement characters. Yeah, Tom three. Oh yeah, because yeah, Sean yeah brought in uh, his first character, which was the cartel killer. Uh, so you're shaking your head there. Uh, you approve the character though. Well, what's the point of not? Yeah. <laughs> okay. West Mississippi, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Law enforcement, astrophysicist. I'll be a doctor. I'll be a barista. <laughs> if I just say more things, this is more things you're not going to do. <laughs> so why? No, sure. That's fine. <laughs> He's a bike messenger. That, I guess the mythos. So you're saying you want me to be a bike messenger and or a barista for your next? I think you know, I got, yeah, my next. Yeah. So we can do that Joseph yeah. Gordon Levitt movie, but he's racing against Yeah. 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 Um, so, okay, so Sean's character, first character wasn't the totally working right out. Even but, well, Sean admitted it too. Yeah, that's why he changed. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, I couldn't really stop him. Like it's his character, but like you yeah. did just stop a cartel death cult. And yeah. he's like, "What are you in for? I'm a member of a cartel death cult." Like, <laughs> oh. Great. So that's like, why he was me, like, and I'm your chaperone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a Delta. I'm an Well, did he yeah, give Tom a really good reason to? Yeah. It, get, it did give Tom a reason to be a murder hobo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Since they were wheeling in Sean, like, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> did that happen? Uh, no. No. Okay. It wasn't that bad. It uh, might as well. <laughs> Yeah, so Aaron, for your replacement character, where were you, you like, I want to make a better, or, or I don't know, like... Uh, no, uh, yeah, Lydia, uh, one, since, again, I was doing the more, uh, the, my first character was just the by-the-books agent, uh, yeah. and then, of course, turned into uh, McCrippley, I will see my end. Um, I went ahead and took, uh, decided that this one, the, uh, well, one, I forgot if you would explain this to me before or after, but uh, that I was going to be kind of the over uh, a person called in for oversight. I think Caleb. Yeah, yeah. That was, was, I made a suggestion okay. of something to do, and you was, listened. And thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah, that's <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway, um, but no, you had talked about oversight. So considering the the fact that we had nobody to possibly bring back, uh, recover any kind of sanity or at least stabilize to that point in time. Um, I brought in a FBI profiler, which had a lot of, um, 
right. uh, psychology on there to be able to go ahead and help with that too, and also to see if uh, under the, the general instruction to say, can you keep an eye on them and report back <laughs> on anything weird? If one of them's starting to turn or talk about red thoughts, eating people. Let us know. Okay. Yeah, actually, so, that's something I want to put a, a thumbtack in once we get to Sean's second character. Okay. Uh, which kind of... Oh, yeah, because he was also an observer. So, uh, um... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's what the part I would do it. Uh, also, I like to... I mean, just the one mention on there, too, because I, I thought it was funny when it happened in the comments section, too. But the, the, I just decided to make it as a character note. Go ahead, uh, make her a lesbian, and have her married. I thought, like, okay, and it was just one quote on there when I, right. I think... And apparently somebody thought I was being sassy. I don't get what? to try yeah. but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we yeah. really do appreciate all the comments uh, and discussion. Uh, on the Except com- yours. Except you know who you are. are. No, no, we do, we do. Uh, <laughs> Which I understand. I don't, I, yeah. I don't want to say, I was never intending ever to play so a you, trope. If you have critiques, yeah, feel free to, to, to post them. Um, I mean, we've been really fortunate that our community's been really... Uh, even, I mean, the trigger warning thing was... By internet standards, very mild. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think well intentioned, uh, but just... uh, and yeah. So, uh, but sometimes we don't always <laughs> uh, understand or agree with your comments. So uh, yeah, so we I do talk about you guys. Ew. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say, I, I, yeah, if just yeah. to kind of clarify, thing I was not ever thinking of a trope. It was just literally a character moment where sure. I thought, like, eh, let's give her, let's give her a wife instead, because I thought when we ever did sure. any of the uh, interactions, if. Because the vignettes. Very, the vignettes when we got to recover sanity, I thought it would be an interesting inter, uh, play to do. That would yeah, the off. vignettes are really good because I remember, mm. like for example, <laughs> they're very good at keeping the tone. Yes, because they're right the same. I love. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a framing because like I really love like the contrast also in between them. Like uh, Kamarov's were goddamn fucking heartwarming compared to the rest of ours. I think most Even of mine were me drinking a well, except for that last one. <laughs> well, what was the lie? Was that, was that the one you finally failed at? Uh, yeah, that was the one that I failed where it's... Um, Boys, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I oh. thought that I threw enough humor in there with Pop-Up, the indestructible old man. Yeah. Um, it's Grandpa, he's gonna outlive us all, and he probably is. Um... <laughs> He might even be my next Delta Green character. I don't know. <laughs> 120 year old camera still kicking. No, camera of the second. Camera of the second. No, no, camera of the first. Oh, okay. It's an essential salt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, no, I really love, like, again, for. Uh, and what the, it also brought me up the related mechanic. Like, for one thing, I know Provost, the reason why he was able to last. Like, if I did not dump a lot of sand loss into... You my, hated your ex. I, no, no, no. Your, it wasn't my no, ex. No, it was his co-workers. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was fuck that's those guys. Right. That's why I put a record corpse in their office. Yeah. Uh, it was not my ex-wife. Uh, but that's why he lasted a lot longer. Uh, or, like, I think I, I... I don't know if I would have gone to zero sand, but I certainly would have picked up a lot more mid-permanent disorders if I had not dumped... Like, it's ablative sand protection. Just, you, you need to do it. Like... It's protecting them because once you alienate yourself with you, more loved ones, yeah. <laughs> once they once they hate you and get away, they will be hurt when your character's inevitably killed in a yeah. fate worse than death. Yeah. Um, yeah so, like, um, also by this point, an idea of the campaign's trajectory, and since I don't really sort of like a downward, <laughs> uh, well, actually upward because up a food chain. So, like, okay. I sort of had the idea of Bast as part of this. Uh, Mythos, mythos ecosystem. Yeah, and so like you can prey on like you know, bitch ass dark young falcon. <laughs> like that's and that's, sorcerers and sorcerers. Like that's bass food or like uh, like they're they're fine with that. Uh, and Shocho are just as good. 
but then uh, that was uh, and during that session, Bass was in heat. Uh, so that's how you met her lover, oh, right. uh, Naya Lothatow. That, that's oh, what happened. Yeah. That's what I got licked. Yeah, that's and why that's I wasn't when, in and that's when I'm like all the really weird imagery in your head yeah. popping up and started to do that. And that's when the hunger got really bad. Uh, and then from there, you just kept moving up the food chain. Yeah. So like, uh, well, except for that one. God's legs. Well, we'll talk about that's that. later though. Yeah, that's the next episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because we yeah during the raid. I I meet Nyarlathotep, and I lose enough sand that I'm like, yep, nope, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not going to that firefly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you just start opening fire in the darkness. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. tried to kill Nyarlathotep with a machine gun, which was probably not the best. <laughs> I idea. put him in a biker helmet. Yeah, I, I thought was, you'd love him. I was just gonna say, he was I like love, jacket from Hotline. I love your depiction. He was just like this dude in a leather jacket with a biker helmet. Like, yeah, yeah, because he kind of bloody tongue you. So yeah. yeah, no, he did, and that's that's why I was like fetal position. Yep, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I also wanted to do like the alien thing, and I think my favorite part of God's Breath was like, I give you all of these. Like resources, I give you people to command because you've done <laughs> oh, yeah. further oh, stuff. Yeah. And like, I go through, I go out of my way to give them like names and distinguishing yeah. facial characteristics. Well, we like, had like a couple scenes. Whenever uh, is this? Whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did the undercover role. And then yeah. like, okay. and then you guys are just talking about like, all right, we'll put you in there, and then if you get eaten. <laughs> we'll go back and report, and like the the head of the SWAT team is like, "What the fuck? No, yeah, I'm not going to go for a plan where your intention is see if we die and then reconsider." Get in there, Rich. <laughs> like, and, yeah, you just start talking to them like they're like personality as red shirts and I'm like fuck no we're not doing that uh, and I also enjoyed that thing I'm like I'm standing out all these motherfuckers I am not letting you just <laughs> throw them away really daily. you're gonna have to lie to a motherfucker to feed them to a source well, and it like, failed yeah. it failed miserably we ended okay, up I, because we didn't really think that the sorcerer would try and use magic to kill someone in a public street so we were wrong that was our we very wrong. hey you know what doesn't show up on forensics yeah Fucking magic. <laughs> you know, if you wither out of nowhere, you're gonna have difficult proving finding the you know the murder weapon. You know, uh, I, I just have to point out that yes, it does show up on forensics. Um, see the cat scans. Yeah. All the cat scans. It's uh, there. You just have to look deep. My favorite thing about Kamarov was like he found out the physical effect of one aspect of one mythos magic, and he thought everyone. <laughs> it happened that way for everybody for everything <laughs> which was like really good like not metagaming yeah. like oh no CTE that's how you know <laughs> it wasn't always the CTE that's how you know it was alright now that I know that it's a symptom I'm gonna look for it every time yeah because if somebody seems like they've been brain fuckled, let's see if it shows up on the brain fuckled. Uh, and then you guys are starting murdering pot smokers uh, uh, did you succumb and kill the lady? Um, are you talking about the undercover or are you talking about that? Uh, God's Breath is when you started like getting like the hunger. Oh, pants. yeah, we met the victim who had been brain fuckled and we wanted to kill her, but that's you, you what Provost was like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was really cool because like it made like Provost go, you know, like a character, oh, we're these haunted, tragic characters who are hunting, but we're badasses to be like, oh, God, we're just shaking victims, you know, who are yeah, like, barely clinging together. And I didn't want, I, I wanted your one spell power to be like sort of a mythos Geiger counter, but as yeah. a Geiger counter, you can 
find the source of yeah. radiation or anything that was near the source of radiation. Yeah. Like, uh, and not being able to tell the difference was the yeah. Uh, and like, and it, and even when we do, it doesn't necessarily help. Like, because we met that one chocho at the uh, uh, depository for weed, and like, he was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?" You know? Yeah, and you're just like, mm-hmm. "All nice. <laughs> oh god, oh god." Yeah, we like considered like hunting him down and killing him uh, at his house. He was the aide to the defamation lawyer. Yeah, so that would have. Been I never bad. felt more useful than if we were caught. <laughs> if we were caught. Yeah, uh, well, made him disappear. Well, let's be honest, we weren't being that subtle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, the raid went well. Uh, uh, I, no, I felt like okay. I'm not, all right. I'm actually good here. Yeah, I'm, this is. I'm just. It's a good old fashioned raid. <laughs> yeah, probably shoot. no monsters in here. Just shooting people uh, <laughs> and people. Yeah, they. They. The, yeah, like it was a, a lot better farm. than a cabin. It's like a day on the farm. God, the cabin was really messed up though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Was it? That that's where I was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where we right. Were. I saved Lydia's life. You I don't know why she hated me so much. Uh, well, okay. No, because. <laughs> she could tell you were kind yeah, of no, you were, no, yeah, you were. Yeah, you were already cracking under the strain and she was worrying. Plus, also, she had gone through a couple of That problems. would have been Dom's death if. Because uh, your original plan was just fuck them. Yeah. Walk Ooh. to the road. Yeah, I was done. Like, you weren't even going to do anything. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and and that's the only thing that saved your life because David was beating you to death. <laughs> With my fist. Yeah. <laughs> In a blood filled crater. I didn't die. That's my second awesome. guy didn't die, did he? I I he did at the end. He did at the end. That's Everyone cool. did not. No one survived. You killed God, me man. at the end, but that's for later. Uh, God's man is, yeah. Um, we're getting close to the end, though, because then we, after the raid, there is God's legs. Uh, I hope so. uh, yeah. Right. That one was. So that was. Uh, that, uh, so you, uh, you moved from like a predator prey relationship to a mating relationship to a predator predator relationship yeah so this is the you know the spider bear gator fight uh yeah. or whatever you want to uh so. well it was it was i think what really sold me on that session was the note passing <laughs> yeah. that's what did it oh for me yeah, like we're paranoia yeah uh, like everybody immediately didn't trust each other so yeah the technology thing in that one was spoofing yeah and like if you can handle transdimensional geometry or whatever you could probably send a text <laughs> uh the real world thing was um the short story the no the the lisa whatever murder the the woman in the who went up the oh, in the la uh, yeah. hotel that went up the hotel looking very scared left the hotel disappeared for like four weeks and then they found her in a water tower water and tower. there's no evidence and no idea how it huh. happened uh, oh yeah, and that's what the hotel owner. So yeah, his. so that was the sort yeah. of real world inspiration, and then the the sort of occult supernatural thing was just pulling directly from uh, Hans Heinz Evers the spider story, which, uh, is, which I think I linked to in the show notes. Yes, uh, so yeah. uh, so that's where you Clara can, Monda came from, Clara Monda. and, and so hanging hanging yourself from the curtain rod and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Something I thought was funny is how you kept comparing Clara Monda's. Uh, 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 human form to like the manic pixie YouTuber. I just thought that was hilarious. I don't oh, yeah. know why. Uh, uh, yeah. So the basic premise of that is that if you're in the room, you see Clara Monda, uh, and then anything that goes outside the room shows that something's like real fucking off, and it gets worse and worse the longer you're inside the room. So like, if you take footage at a certain day it's just a black room whereas the person inside remember seeing this girl in there mm-hmm. uh and if you take audio it's just static whereas 
you remember seeing con- or hearing conversations over the phone and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then your notes get weirder and weirder as the day goes on. Uh, and you lose time. Yeah, you yeah. lose the time. So so basically the premise was Claremont was using every means uh, of communication humans use to get you inside the room. Yeah. And then when you were inside the room, your choice was kill yourself or come over and see Claremonta, which is what Pizzarelli did, much to his uh, right. chagrin. He got uh, eight. Yeah. Uh, forever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, uh, we barely managed to avoid death, but we certainly didn't kill it or hurt it or drive and it off. We it. had a rather close brush with death at that. Yeah. Because um, we almost because went in the room. Well, we almost went death. over to the other apartment building Yeah. and we're trying to figure out which apartment it was. And we, we got the wrong it out. apartment, right? I can't. We uh, didn't. We had narrowed it down to. No, I think we did. I, I, one I, of two. And then they walked out. And then so. you guys were getting ready to pick the lock. Right. And then left. <laughs> and had you picked the lock. What would have happened? All right. So you pick the lock, you open it. Um, it's like this black room, and it looks like it's strung with, like, bass guitar cables, basically, uh-huh. really thick wires. Uh, so you go inside. Now, if you leave the door open, <clears throat> some aspect of reality still affects on it, but you realize you're not walking on a floor and that right. the lines go endlessly oh, in right. every direction. I remember you uh, mentioned And then you get to fat fight at La Nacha if you go inside and you leave the door open, which not would not have been fun. If you walked inside and closed the door, you're just in at La Nacha's world now, so you fall into the web endlessly until you get caught. Then. Which is a Avatar of Nihilotep. Yeah. A spider uh, Avatar. So yeah. was it an Avatar of Nihilotep? I don't know. It was a spider that wanted to eat you. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. I was just wondering. Uh, so there's no real way to kill it outside of like trying to ramble. You, you could have like shot your way enough to like get back to the door. But if yeah. the door closed, it was TPK for anybody inside. Yeah. Uh, was there any saving Pizzarelli? Uh, no, God. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Oh, he's, he was yeah. real dead. Uh, well, he, he wished he was real dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He was dead before we even got started. So. Just let yeah. me throw a barrel at it. So yeah, the, it, it was basically multiple versions of like people are going up this hotel elevator, looking really agitated on camera, and then they leave, and then they never are seen again. Yeah, uh, yeah. And they're just, all, and this is all a setup to get us to investigate. It. Yes, it's yeah. Making an occult crime to some. Yeah, all the people that di- all the people that died before were you know the web. Yeah, metaphorically to lead you to the web. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. And now pulling out that thumbtack. Uh, this is where Sean's second character gets introduced, right? Yeah. And he's given the quote-unquote gun, uh, the cell phone to, oh, to call right. yeah. if he ever oh. thinks that all of us need to die. Yes, because yeah. you're uh, getting all mo- yeah. t- more and more twitchy. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering, uh, was that when did you think to introduce that? Because Lydia, as the, like the psychiatrist and the one who's supposed to keep an eye on us. Seems like it would have been a good well, fit. Well, the th- the problem was is that after God's breath, though, she had a crack of her own. She was pr- because of the witnessing um, the entire blow by blow from Did yours. Did she see the dark young? Um, I don't think she saw the dark young, but she was seeing. She the- saw the house explode. Yeah, the house explode. The I fight. Think- and knowing the... Uh, she saw the symbols that Aiden uh, was drawing as he was being beaten to yeah, death. That's yeah, that's like, so, It was just enough yeah. uh, on there because she had only had that middling brush with the unusual. It really took her down the, the wrong road. So <laughs> I, I was just headcanning it at that point um, that, uh, that the office was pretty much saying, no, you're, again, getting too close to this. Or mm-hmm. we're going to keep telling you your job is still to keep an eye on them, but... Here's the other observer for you now. Yeah, we need another layer of protection. Exactly. So. But, and then after that, after God's leg, I figure, like, well, with God's legs, I figure, like, okay, well, they're 
it, they're either a bunch of people are going to die, there's going to be no resolution, or they're just going to leave and there's going to be no resolution. Um, yeah. And they're also acting really weird and paranoid, so, like, that would not help that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I... And then, you know, that was basically my idea for new characters. Like, if you get installed, you're now a mole or a handler or something. Yeah. To deal with the... Crazy. The on-duty cultists. Yeah. You but you're tainted. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. Delta Green doesn't know how Bast works. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're just, no, just you, know, you can't trust me. Yeah, you done fucked up. You get working group in. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, which is still better than life coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we can post those games. One we will. We will. I uh, the, that, that's another reference to the uh, companions game, which I was watching a lot of Hannibal back then. <laughs> um, it's a little out of hand. <laughs> New Hannibal. Yeah. 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 Canceled Hannibal. Uh, yeah, and our vignettes were getting darker, but still uh, getting worse. I think, uh, and then finally, of course, we get into God's Madness uh, mm-hmm. the finale, which was a long scenario. I, I remember you prefaced this one yeah. like before we played with like, "This is gonna be this is gonna be something else." I'm still <laughs> I'm still worried about like yeah. that one because yeah. it hasn't been posted to real people yet. But yeah. like that that one's the rip from the headline thing. So like, uh, there's a mass shooting or killing. Yeah. Twice a week now, yeah, uh, of some sort, and it's, it's fucking scary as it's shit. Something that's kind of like uh, maybe a little too real is at the time uh, it wasn't as bad as it is now. Yeah, it was too real at the time, and, and it's now it's gotten real. worse. Yeah. Like, which is why I was. It took some convincing for me to even post this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to do like for me like. The only failing of Lovecraft, oh, blasphemy. The only failing of Lovecraft for me is that um, I think he leaves a lot on the table in terms of horror of the human condition. Like, uh, by, by like sort of making us so small and insignificant, that is cosmic horror, it's very true. But like, uh, if you're small and insignificant and self destructive and full of stupid right. uh, members and, you know, basic human cruelty, uh, which is a lot of what I think he was trying to process in modernity with his writing, yeah. uh, which is why it's not in there explicitly. I think that makes it worse. Like, so that's why when I run Lovecraft, like traditionally it's in the 1930s. Like, yeah, shit's awful. You're doomed from space and you're poor. Like, uh, <laughs> boiled steaks for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to add that in there, but at the same time, I didn't want to do like a, uh, well, it's the mythos's fault. Like, right. I didn't want to do the world of darkness thing. It's like the Holocaust was caused by vampires. Like, <sighs> oh, it's horrible. actually they specifically say the Holocaust is not caused by vampires. Uh, Get it right. Yeah, there are Nazi vampires though that you are. In, yeah, but they that cause it. Participate in the they, Holocaust. They participate, but they weren't <laughs> no, the leadership. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Except You're right. Holocaust. World of Darkness is a great game. <laughs> So can we get like that cut out from this episode, Ross? Yeah, no, no flaws at all. Just for the next two months. Yeah, no, that that quote alone. There you go. That's uh, the episode excerpt. Can that be the World episode title? <laughs> uh, that's why I couldn't be a politician. I'm too sarcastic. It'd be really easy to soundbite. Um, but like that's the sort of thing. So like I wanted to do that. Uh, so sociology wise, I wanted to do um, the filter effect. Yeah. Yeah. And then I and then back to the quantum mechanic just saying there I wanted to do observer effect. So I don't know if I explained it in there. I don't yeah. know if I explained how I think it worked. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially at the end, because there is kind of like a wrap up like explaining the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. So basically you see the you, you see the yellow sign uh, in the program that's running it. 
Uh, the longer the program runs, the bigger your effect field gets. And that's where an astrophysicist, because I had a ton of weird, like, exotic radiation cues. Like, yeah. you could have built the thing to know when you walked through, but, you know, you were in space. Or, <laughs> I know, I was, at the, I was at the bottom of the Pacific. <laughs> well, assuming that's where it really is. Yeah. Uh, You're on Russian some planet. Yeah, so... Um, so there's that. So basically, you run it, and if it's running on your machine, uh, you are a user. And uh, as that happens, uh, your basically your confirmation bias becomes a tool for selecting realities. Yeah. Like so, as you as you move through your day, and your confirmation bias again. Uh, Yogg-Sothoth or whatever is moving, is shuffling you around the multiverse to find the world you best fit in. Uh, and that's horrible because it's not, it's doing it for everything. It's conversion bias, yeah. like your prejudices and your hatreds and stuff like right. that. And it's shuffling you into your nightmare world. Uh, if you it's see, what you think is real, not what you think should be or what yeah. you want it to be. It's not yeah. your desired reality. It's not your desired reality. It's, it's your, your feared reality. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, or both. Uh, they, you know, one becomes the other. Uh, so you, uh, that's what happens to a user. Um, users don't disappear. Uh, they're still in the reality, uh, as far as everyone knows. So that's how you get the Delta Green guy who works on an empty floor and has done so for months. Because he thinks everybody's, oh, they're just busy with their own stuff when they've, in fact, gone bye-bye yeah. into Picky Eater. Uh, and then if you've seen it, but you're not running it, you can be an observer. Um, so... Uh, users and uh, extras, which are people who haven't seen it, never interact uh, because the user goes in a different world. Different users never interact uh, because when their their little fields overlap, they cancel out and become base reality. Uh, and then, but observers, when they're in the field of effect, uh, can see the different world. And then the sort of explanation for it is that the people are insane and they are bad people most of the time. But when your copy of Pick Eater burns out, um, you live in a reality that makes no sense to you anymore because of the time dilation. Like, yeah. you, you live in literally a different reality or right. world than everybody else. Uh, and then the way I wanted to complicate it and make it pulled in headline is like, you have no way of knowing... If a picky eater user that goes nuts and does something out of the news, you don't know if their app stopped working and they came back to base reality and went crazy, or if they were in a different world and their app worked and yeah. you're their hell reality. Yeah. Uh, and they went nuts there. Uh, so that was the sort of. Yeah, something yeah. I thought. Thematic really, commentary I was trying to make. Like, in addition to that being a really good. I guess horror element. What even bigger than that? Uh, what really struck me as interesting was the the fact that there is. It wasn't actually. It was implied that we weren't the base reality. Like ours, we had no proof that this is where everything came from. Yeah. It was just yeah, it's all out there. Maybe this is somebody's picky eater. Maybe this I mean, is I, a base I mean, reality. You're, you're implying that there is a base reality. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing I wanted to be like, okay, all these mass shooting, killing stuff, like, I think it's pretty safe to say that they don't live in the same world as us yeah. when they make those decisions. Uh, I don't think the internet helps that. No. That stuff with ISIS and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then, like, the terrifying fact of it is, like, uh, no one can agree on where they got off the path. 
Yeah. Like, you can agree that, like, murdering everyone's bad, but, like, if you want to do the news thing and trace the person's whole life, mm-hmm. no one can say, like, like, here's where it happened. Yeah, it right. it's, like, it's like somebody was, like, a good person, and then they were a bomber. Or right. Somebody was a good person, and then they were a serial killer. And, like, that that's sort of the thing I right. wanted to do. Is that something that, yeah, I mean, or is it a combination <laughs> of factors, and there's no way to tell? And then the campaign thing... Um, yeah. Like the one I wanted to do with the ecosystem is like okay, you've moved from uh, predator prey to mating to uh, prey predator, and now you're like animal versus sentience. So like that's the yellow king carcosa. Like oh, cute little bass kitty. Like, <laughs> and that's why like you can't even fathom what's happening. Like you've just elevated so long at the, along the timeline that like. You no longer even Bass is out of like right Vogue. <laughs> even Bass is out of her element, uh, and it's just, as alien to to it as we are, are yeah, to, to yeah, any yeah, thing. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, you can even give you can make so if Bass sees the king yell, it has to make a sand check just like we do. Yeah, so it got <laughs> yeah, so it got real. Uh, so it got real like roadside oh, picnic like. Yeah. She's still got, explicitly female. Yeah, you got real oh, roadside. Wow. Yeah, you got real roadside pick picnic because it's like uh you don't know yeah why it happened or what reality was or if you were in real reality or if someone yeah. else's version of picky eater uh are like how many removed and that and that's how i ended it yeah. so uh does everyone feel like their character had a good ending yeah or is that, i mean like, <laughs> well, uh, Dramatically satisfying. Oh yes. Okay, okay. I was quite happy. Let's see, uh, Dom went out in a blaze of uh bullets. Dom? Yeah. Aiden went out in a blitz of bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Dom, Dom, Dom was gone. Dom was gone. Uh, so I think, yeah, did Tom's character shoot you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I offered Tom the opportunity to kill the gods. Oh. Okay. And, and then Tom was like, no. Aiden was trying to reenact the ritual that at the orphanage, essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. Aiden uh, was trying to make a world where Bast ruled. Yeah. Uh, and Tom's basically. character, uh, basically, Sean's character called the hit yeah. the panic button. And Sean and Tom's character killed all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and me, and mm-hmm. me, or and you, and uh, then died. Uh, so you, Tom, how did I like die that? again? Uh, you were shot to death. But, That's right. Yeah, yeah, you had a big shootout, off-screen shootout. That <laughs> yeah. was a good touch. Yeah. Um, and then, so you saved us from being shot by the death squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, yeah. guys. I somehow I just don't think that you're welcome really says it. Yeah. So Sean and Kamaroff drove off. Uh, yeah, I know that. Let's see, Lydia got killed. You you escaped. You went Lydia you went through and, Carcosa yeah. with uh, Lydia. Provost. Lydia. Yeah. Lydia got out, but ran into Santa, who was running your kill squad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I. And then uh, Provost is still on the hunt. Still on Carcosa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Transforming into a thing. So what happened to Kamarov at the very end? Uh, Kamarov ended up uh, grabbing all of his assets that he could. Everything okay. that was liquid. And then going to Arizona and RVing for the rest of his life. Oh, right. And became a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I remember right. that now because uh, they had to keep eating. Yeah. He becomes the, the target of a future operation. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's either the target of a future operation or he's giving the quick little good death to the victims. Um, yeah. Because at this point, since he's getting old and frail himself, the only ones that he can actually take out are the ones that really want to die. Or don't know that. <laughs> he, convinced, he thinks that. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, that, that poor, probably this is a poor woman in Colorado. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, she's, a, she's easy. Yeah, so. Oh, no. 
So, hey! Monsters all around! Fun of possible. So, yeah, I'm sorry if that touched a little too close to home. Yeah. Guys, I just, you know. Well, I think the thing is. I think if you're going to write a horror scenario, you need to write about stuff that genuinely scares you. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah. sublimate it or change it, or you can make it closer to reality, but if it's just like vampires, <laughs> like, it's not going to be mm-hmm. as scary Sparkly as you vampires. want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it once has, the vampires are vampires and they stop representing like sexuality or plague or plague or something like that, then yeah. they're just just things. Stake them, like, then they're cool and you want to be them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I fang superheroes. Yeah, might have gone too far, and if I did, I thought. Uh, well, I no, think I, mean, I think I think you made it clear that it wasn't like yeah, the initial shooter was. This uh, was not a campy, reprehensible party. reality. It was uh, not happy. Yeah, it was not was done not to endorse. Yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring I wanted to bring this. human awfulness in there with the mythos without like in some not in any way negating human awfulness. Yeah. yeah. So like it's still people's fault. I also like that you didn't elevate human awfulness to like, ooh, it's also the mythos. Like it was just people yeah, being no, awful. They, uh, no, yeah, Picky yeah. Eater don't give a shit. It's yeah. just Carcosa. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's the landscape of Carcosa. You are the landscape of Carcosa. Absolutely, yeah, it was just yeah. magnifying that ugliness. So yeah. Uh, no, I, I yeah, like I said, I think it was well a, hand in hand. Uh, I think it was an excellent ending to a Delta Green campaign. Yeah, and the only like every Delta Green campaign should have that kind of that, not necessarily like a TPK or something like that, but like no character winds up at living a happy life. Yeah. Like at best, they are a broken person hiding, hoping that they can die of old age, or maybe they yeah. So, and I mean, we talked a little bit about this when we talked about red markets yeah. and. Um, but, like, the thing I liked about the campaign is because, like, I think fatalism, especially with Cthulhu stuff, is still ultimately escapist mm-hmm. because, like, I could still, uh, especially in the case you of... You walk away from I, it. I, mm-hmm. I can still, especially in the last scenario, ascribe some sort of logic yeah. to something in the real world which has no yeah. logic whatsoever. Uh, so it's sort of a symbolic resolution you can get out of some... you know, deeper existential stuff that will remain forever unresolved. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I enjoyed the campaign too. Yeah, you guys oh, yeah. did a great job. I really, yeah, thank you. Uh, you did an amazing job. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Except for the you know the dying. <laughs> okay, no, I, I love think, the that's dying. This, this is Delta Green. These were really memorable deaths. They these were, were and they awesome. impacted the survivors. I, I mean, yeah, fly, yeah. Uh, folded in half. Yeah, <laughs> they were. Uh, well, that, that wasn't even the death though. It was the whole. I mean, that was that was worse. No, than well, yeah, no, but I just love especially the shells. I just love that. Like even as he knows, like if I like. Okay, if this thing doesn't see me, I'm gonna die in this car when it crashes back down. To yeah, Shell was checkmated. <laughs> like, is it gonna see me? Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, yeah. What were your favorite moments? Was that one of your favorite moments? In the oh yeah, no, it's obviously uh, the loss of a character. If it's awesome, can yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you died as a result of you know physics. Uh, dude, uh, yeah, I, thought, like, I did what my character would do, and yeah. that's astrophysics happened to you. Like, yeah. That's not not too many astrophysicists have that kind of uh, epitaph. Uh, sometimes you stare at the stars, and sometimes they stare. It's like at the last thought is, "Damn, I could have published this." Yeah, uh, or that would be bad for humanity if I did. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments in the campaign? Uh, I really loved any time I got to switch off. Oh, to, that to was you know, yeah. That was, I really I remember in episode six. Uh, I'm following your character and trying to talk to him when I realized yeah. uh, that it's not done. I'm like, no. We're, that's a school bus. What the fuck is yeah, going on? I really like that. I really like that. Not just a school bus. It was a school bus full of special needs children. Yeah, no, yeah. it was really 
which makes it even yeah. darker. And I'm glad I didn't have to shoot your character in the streets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one of my favorite moments was whenever uh, got to shoot him on a roof in an alternate reality. Yeah. That was his character. That was yeah. One of my favorite moments is whenever uh, Aiden offered Provost the opportunity to go with. And Provost realized that some part of him, deep down, yeah. wanted it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true, yeah. Like, and then you ultimately made that choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it was just me, though. Yeah. yeah like, you uh, still made the choice. Because I still had some sanity left. So, like, <laughs> I, will die, I will dive onto that sword. I'm not going to send anybody else onto it. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, Aaron? Uh, you... Let's see. For original agent, just because I, I like I mean, Not it. even necessarily about your character. Like, uh, other things that you just like. Uh, no, like, well, uh, uh one of the things I really did like to um, actually going back to um, uh, the hotel too is just that, that weird time dilation aspect too. Even when we were trying to figure out like this demented puzzle box, going okay, we keep the door open, we keep the string open. You keep an eye on me. Shit, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, like that's. A, I mean, it's 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 kind of a risk as a GM to run a scenario like that where yeah. it's just like here's this thing, go poke it. Because then, if the players like real decide not to poke it, well, that's yeah. Kind of yeah, if I ever published it, it'd be real tricky to write it up. Yeah, but, like the the way to do it is just like the longer you stay out of the room, the more Clarabonda is going to ruin your life. Like three yeah. mail and ten. <laughs> yeah. like it's, you're basically being blackmailed by a mythos entity. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like my honeymoon, which works yeah. out pretty well. No, that was one of the more enjoyable experiences of the game that I absolutely love. Because, but I also get a kick out of what would look like haunted house scenarios that you. It's that mystery that you're trying to unravel. Well, in that case, I don't want to say haunted house as much as it was a major catch twenty two. Um, Delta Green never communicates electronically. They never communicate via text or email. And we're going through all of this via text and email because our handler, who is normally the person who communicates with us, has disappeared. And because we are somewhat persona non grata, we don't know who we're supposed to talk to other than our handler. So whoa, that whoa, was a brilliant yeah. bit right there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No one said espionage would get paranoid. Yeah. No one's mentioned Well, that. I mean, that's the, like, Delta Green, uh, I don't know, I haven't read the entire Agent Handbook yet, but they don't, like, spe- spe- uh, specify the protocols too much, so game masters have that kind of freedom yeah. to say, like, Delta Green does this, and I do that. Like, mm-hmm. if someone else is Delta Green, maybe they only talk through email or yeah. encrypted yeah. messages or something like that. Yeah, honestly, if you uh, ever wrote up the uh, God's Legs, I would suggest suggesting to the GM running it that you encourage note passing. Because yeah. I think that was a huge part of that well, session. I, think, I yeah. think God's Lake, yeah. out of all the scenarios, would be the one that you could least run as a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. would be great in any number of campaigns. Because well, like, the more information you have on the players to work with, yeah. the more you can fuck with them. Well, the more they have a relationship. If everyone's entering it's a cold, pre-gen character. Yeah, yeah nobody cares. It's going to be murder, hobo. you be like, alright, I go in. Alright, I'm dead. Big deal. But if it's like, you're four sessions in and you're attached to your poor forensic accountant because you're yeah. like, <laughs> like, you're so good. <laughs> I got a good feeling about him. Little buddy's gonna make it. Get all the He's gonna retire. He's gonna have a day. What's this web dimension? Oh shit! Yeah, it's not a. It's it's the stakes aren't high enough. It's it's no uh, uh, mass denial of the tap. It's definitely a linear. 
progression. Yeah. Uh, in the way I manage. But, like, this would be a, the kind of scenario you could fit into another campaign. Yeah. Like, if you were doing uh, something else, this would be like, okay, we're taking a break. We're going to do this this week. I think they all kind of work as one-shots. They do. But I think together they only work in a certain order. Because yeah. oh, yeah. they are kind of nailed together out of things that were disparate, disparately uh, imagined. But, no, it, but it really yeah. does the way that, it, again, the progression of this kind of, uh, like, final revelation, too. It's, even though it seems scattered, it becomes great than some of its parts yeah, once you finally put it you know, but yeah off. you can go like God's Teeth God's Madness because that'd be a real fucking short campaign yeah <laughs> okay. like, God's Madness has to be the finale yeah um, David what were some of your favorite moments of the campaign well um, pretty much anything to do with Claramanda I really love that okay. particular session and um, one of the things that I've always enjoyed um, in any game is a situation where a player finds themselves kind of going, all right, I'm going to try this. It is dumb as hell. <laughs> but if it works, holy shit, this is going to be the... Yeah, it's the thing where they do something that somebody or nobody else at the table actually sees coming. And Faust had like 10 moments like that. <laughs> <laughs> and every single one of them, I'm like, okay... Let's see where this is going. <laughs> oh, he's doing that now. Okay. <laughs> well, though, are you talking about just the results of him like failing Sanchex, uh, or were there other non? Like, well, yeah. The, Any time that he went further down that rabbit hole, let's, yeah. see, let's see where this is going. Um, I have to say though that I think my um, my favorite Kamarov moment yeah. um, was the Dark Young, and that okay. was the you were beating me to death. <laughs> no, before that. Um, where it's, all right, I am about to get devoured by a dark young. Hey, there's a grenade launcher. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I'm going to go out. Now, for what I remember that scene, that, that was also interesting because of how it oscillated between, like, we got this, we got uh, we don't got this, we got this, we don't got this. Like, yeah. it's like the dark young was, like, the finale. Like, there was a lot of buildup before then because there were a couple of cultists I think well, there is at least yeah. the old man sorcerer there, yeah. And there was a hostage, and it looked at one point that you would be able to kill the bad guys and rescue the hostage, and then that fucking dark young shows. And then it was the trees are moving. Yeah. And we're like, I wonder what that means. <laughs> and then we uh, we killed the sorcerer. We got the ho- got to the hostages. Are you okay? Yeah. And then the hostage got ripped out through the window. Oh, oh yeah, I think. I think, yeah, like, that's what I mean. It oscillated so wildly, like, oh, God, we're approaching. The, oh, God, he's a scary sorcerer. Oh, God, we... And then we kill... Uh, and then, like, it, it just... It was swinging wildly back and forth. <laughs> Basically, and, I, the dark young I started up is, like, kill one person per round. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, the other people in the house was as much time as yeah. you had to figure out what to do. Uh, That's actually kind like, of how they are. Yeah, I, I wasn't rolling it. I was just like, all right, he's dead now. Uh, <laughs> and you're dead. That's uh, the nice... Running out of time? No, they're, they're one of the heavy hitters. In, yeah. Uh, the original Cockathulu is, I think their damage bonus is like plus 5d6. It's like a mouth with legs, it's, right? It's a, and it, arms. It's, it is the size of a tree. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. so no, they, their damage bonus is like plus 5d6. And again, Cockathulu characters have like 10 hit points. Yeah. So like, yeah, they one-shot pretty much anyone they can hit. And they're heavily immune or resistant. I had another things. one-shot I wanted to work in, but I couldn't figure out a figure in because I have a, a Cthulhu scenario. Cthulhu? He's the fire god. <laughs> uh, for mm. smoke jumpers? Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, so have you read this fire that, shall burn or the? It's from. Uh, it's a Call of Cthulhu uh, anthology about a cult of firefighters who worship uh, Cthulhu in San Francisco. 
Oh no, I didn't run oh, it. Yeah, no, I've actually run it before. I'll... No, I did. I just did a bunch of research on smoke jumping, uh, and I figured like, uh, basically, you were going to smoke jump in and just start getting your ass murdered by fire vampires. Uh, <laughs> and as you run away, you realize Cthulhu of a summit because it's a dark spawn wood, and so you're just fucked. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't figure out like how to like. Forensic contaminant, go! Astrophysicist, go! <laughs> Elderly medical examiner, go! Like, I couldn't figure out how to, like, get you guys on the team. Hey. The smoke jumper team, so hey. I left that Never one. underestimate the power of the elderly. Jimmy Stewart said that once. Lady psychologist, go! Like, <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> yeah. like, we're gonna see if I can use astrophysics to fight fires. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out you can't. God, don't be so like, I left that one out. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that was the video where we had to pray the fire away. Yeah. Um, we didn't. Thinking on it, we did not do well in fight scenes aside aside from Tom's character. I think Kamarov and I got stuck. We got stuck in the hospital fighting a dog. I think, or, or no, it was a pack. I, th- I think. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys got uh, the, the feral dogs that invaded yeah. the nursing home. We got. I think Provo's has the highest body count overall for any of the. Characters. Does he? No, Provo's killed a lot. Of people. Yeah, I, oh, killed, shit. I killed several people in the uh, orphanage. All I, right. I killed the Gator B. Yeah. Well, the raid at the God's oh, Bride yeah, was nuts. out, but before then, I killed the sorceress. Yeah. Uh, uh, you killed the guy. Uh, I killed the shooter. He killed God's the prepper Bride. guy in yeah, God's Madness. The, so he shot a lot of people and he animals. He totally did. And like yeah. my stats were actually weren't that good. Like I made intelligence my high stat. My physical, my dex was like a dump stat. It was well, like, like I think a lot of your <laughs> yeah. stat, a lot of your kills were executions. No, they were pretty close range. I remember. Yeah. like the bear was charging me. Uh, well, yeah, and like that prepper guy. I think you just capped him oh, in the yeah, head while you were like talking to him. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I just like I, as soon as he turns, I shoot him. In the head. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> That's true, and that's the thing. I like that my character wasn't like a combat monster like Tom's second yeah. character, but like he just just was. It was the willingness to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not <laughs> he was willing. Uh, to fuck. So that's kind of what some of my favorite moments that were just those those choices Provos had to make uh, or decided making choices. Like, there were no choices. <laughs> well, it was he all he predetermined. Made uh, yeah, so I think my favorite one was actually throwing that guy into the Hound of Chandalos. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it, uh, it was totally off book. It was off. I was going off mission, and I got away with it because <laughs> yeah. they, they, they might suspect, but there's no way for them to... Well, think. at least it's resolved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're so fine. You get the last words. What were some of your favorite moments in the campaign? Uh... Trying to think. Were there any things that didn't work? You or you thought it would work differently? Um, I probably need to figure out the first scenario again because I don't think gun show probably works. It was good, but that's a little idiosyncratic. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. it's idiosyncratic. I mean, but basically, you need them to do something in time to mark them to make yeah. the picture freaky. So I was just kind of kill time, but yeah. I, I had a lot of fun playing. I, I love the gun show was hilarious. It was yeah. it was a we, great we game. Like yeah, that, mechanically that could be like vignettes. Like it, it yeah. made the the drop into the the cold water a lot more shocking because yeah. it was like ah, this is funny, and then murdered orphans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I probably shouldn't. Have done, I, I probably should reconsider that. 
That wasn't just a drop of the cold water. That was a polar bear swim. My God, the exotic jerky guy was just too good. <laughs> that was I know. To, God damn it. I had to bring what? him into a game. <laughs> even, even a Delta Green campaign needs some levity. I mean, like, you, yeah, yeah. you can't have... God, he was so crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kale, yeah, this is a thing that happened. That that, that jerky guy. Yeah, I went to a gun show that we, like, ran the game Monday. Yeah. Like, uh, so... He was fresh in your head. Yeah. So, so yeah. Jerky running, guys out and talk about people who live in different realities than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, any favorite moments? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, I, I I really thought like the most true detective Delta Green moment in the whole session was just like I think there's a guy in that shed. Pop pop pop. <laughs> oh, in the first time. Yeah, I hope I had it. <laughs> and you look at it, it's like you look at all the terrible shit he's doing, like. Yep, I hit him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that just, was a really good one. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, I also really liked. Um, Why is he trying to? I also really liked when the second uh, computer scientist figured out what was happening with God's eye, and then oh, yeah. she disappeared oh, yeah. while on the phone with you. Yeah, and just crashed into a tank of jet fuel. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, come back. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you can't blame us for this one. No. So oh my we God. were nowhere near that one, although we were on the phone with yeah. her. That that was a that was a nice little moment, and that like. It's it's thematically Delta Green's uh, scenarios are kind of more, I wouldn't say high concept, but more advanced and more abstract in a lot of ways than typical horror scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like unique to Godseed. Like if you read a lot of the published Delta Green scenarios, there's a lot of them, and not just the Debt Willer ones, but the Debt Willer ones <laughs> in particular uh, have these kind of things that like yeah, you're killed by something you couldn't comprehend. Like yep. All right. I thought one thing I was hoping would happen was that um, fucking artifact zero. Uh, there was there was a pilot guy. Yeah. In God's eye, who they used drones to take the pictures, but like if you were like curious about what happened, you could have gone up with a camera in a manned plane. <laughs> yeah. And like the way it was taking the picture, it was literally being transferred to a different universe for a millisecond to take the picture and then coming back. And so I was really hoping one of you like went in the cockpit for a flyby and then you and Bud are suddenly like on an alien planet for half a second and then the plane's like 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 tanking because there's no oxygen and then like suddenly you're back on earth and just like losing your mind uh and trying not to die in a plane crash damn that would have been awesome i really wanted that to happen like where you just like flash pluto back and you're like covered in frost and your eyes are bleeding and (laughs) <laughs> the plane's going down oh, wow. and stalled out. Yeah, that would have been such a dick movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's an amazing thought. But I mean, you know, what, what, uh, yeah, that could have been. Because you're not like a high altitude drone, like yeah. sealed up for all yeah. that, that might survive that. Yeah. Uh, you're just, you're just being, you'd be like a prop, small some, engine plane. Some, some yeah. two schmucks in a Cessna. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, you're. Oops. Yeah. Uh, so with that thought, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, no, I, it was a good game. Really campaign. enjoyed it. Uh, I hope I get to write it up one day. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not too busy. Yeah, I got a little some other stuff to finish. So, some some minor project that got some money. Yeah, it's like us. a chat book of poetry. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've heard of this one. Isn't it uh, Crimson Vendors? Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. Uh, it's a high concept. No, I think it's uh, you like, sell uh, red dye during the French Revolution. <laughs> no, no, it, it's, uh, you're allied with mustard smugglers. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> no, no, David, you're thinking That's of uh, Vermilion, Vermilion Bazaar. I'm not going to explain that. Oh. Uh, 
Because you're not supposed to understand everything. Cosmogore bitches are. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.